Hi, I'm Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to the Pantheon Network. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has announced its nominees for the class of 2022. As always, the list includes some people who deserve to be inducted, as well as some head scratchers. In this week's episode of Prisoners of Rock and Roll, we're talking about the artists who have been snubbed by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We put together a list of 10 artists that we think should be nominated. Then we're going to let our listeners vote on which three should get in. Plus, we're going to send a song to the electric chair, talk about the death of Mark Lanigan, and chat with Jesse Jackson from the Set Lusting Bruce podcast in our visiting hours segment. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Prisoners of Rock and Roll, episode number 36. Thanks for listening. My name is Bruce Kramer. I'm the man with a microphone, and I'm going to use that microphone tonight to introduce my co-hosts, friends, and fellow music storytellers, Doug McCusker and Ryan McCusker. How's it going, everybody? Are you rocking? To quote Winston from Ghostbusters, we got the tools, and we got the talent. <laughs> Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by... I put so much time into thinking that. that Nobody steps on it to church in my town. <laughs> Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia, and we are so happy to be part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Man, again... We're doing a second annual show. It's our second yeah, annual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame but, show. Like, I had tired. I'm tired of all the bullshit with the real Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I said, "Screw it. Let's have the Prisoners Rock and Roll Hall of Fame." Yeah, man. So we said we're uh, yeah. The list of nominees are out. We didn't want to go through and just talk about everyone because one we did that last year and we I, yeah. I, I, we can't. It's the same old every year. It's can't the listen. same thing. It's the same guys who didn't get in last year. Yeah, we're bringing I, them back in again. I yeah. can't play another Kate Bush song. No, on show. or was it Dion Warwick? <laughs> yeah. God, what are they? Doing over there, yeah, dude. They should make it like baseball. Like after five years or ten years of eligibility, you they should knock you right off. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, whatever out. it is. So I mean, so last year we said we were going to put ourselves on the voting committee and put the people in, and this year we're like, you know, we'll put ourselves on the nominating committee, mm. and we'll come out with people that um, 
You know, so we have 10 acts that we nominated, and then we're going to let our fans vote on who we think should get in. So I mean, it's a little bold of us that we think we have enough fans. I think we're going to get 10. Yeah. Um, did you guys have any initial thoughts on the nominees this year, who you think should get in? Did you? I just I, thought it was a lot of shit again. So, yeah. It's the same old, same old, all over again. You know, like, again, they ignore bands that been around for a long time that accomplish huge things yeah. in, in music. And they still get ignored by these so-called experts. Yeah. Let me – here, I'll read them off real quick just in case any somebody listening hasn't looked at it. So Beck, his first time, Pat Benatar, Kate Bush, Devo, Duran Duran, Eminem, The Eurythmics, Judas Priest, Fila Cootie, The MC5, The New York Dolls, Dolly Parton, Rage Against the Machine, Lionel Richie, Carly Simon, Tribe Called Quest, and Dionne Warwick. I like that Beck's on there. I, I don't know if he'll actually get in this year, but I like the fact that's like if there's a breath of fresh air in this whole thing, that's I, it. Yeah, I think you he'll know. get in eventually. But is he yeah. like what's representing rock and roll? I mean, besides, I you got like the MC5 on there. Yeah, um, but it, like yeah. rock and roll, rock and roll. Yeah, but that's like, like it's the '90s, so like it's, it's a form of rock but and roll. Like Dion Warwick, man, again. Yeah, yeah. I I went through and I the five that I picked were Devo. They were on my list yeah. last year. The Eurythmic, the Eurythmics. I just. I think Andy Lennox picked up the torch where David Bowie put it down, like mm-hmm. all the androgyny. The MC5, I was like, they're, they're the ones on this. I'm like, how the fuck are they not yeah. in the Rock and Hall of Fame yet? I put Dolly Parton because I'm like, there, there's going to be a woman. Sure. And Dolly Parton is like, Dolly. A, yeah, she's yeah, in that Betty does. White, yeah. uh, Alex yeah, 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 everybody, everybody loves, loves her. her. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I put Tribe Called Quest because I'm like, hip hop is in. Right. That That is the way it's going to go. And Tribe has just been around for a long time. I think Tribe should be in before Eminem. That's yeah, just that me. Before. That's yeah. just me. If you're doing it in, yeah, in, in like a, in a perfect world, yeah, Q-tips you know. the man, dude. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, but I will say this: I do. I bet you guys that Lionel Richie will get in this year because he's on television. He's a TV personality. He's on one of the biggest sure. TV shows in the country. What's he on? America's Idol, apparently. Oh, God. I was so a, the, the, he's going to get in. He was the one that I was like, really? He's not. Like, well, he's, he's a big the, deal. He was a big deal. In he's the got 80s. some yeah. great songs. Dude. Yeah. Besides being in the Commodores, right. I mean, yeah. he had some like dancing on the ceiling. Who was bigger than that? Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. all that, all that stuff. Um, so I guess we'll we'll find out, man. We'll see what happens. But so we decided that you know said we we've got ten people. The only ten real, bands. Ten artists. The only rule was that they weren't a finalist this year. So we've got ten that are uh, uh, not on that list. So I think the one we're going to start with is Motley Crue. Motley Crue should be in the Hall of Fame. Our show started. That was our first episode way uh, 16 months ago. Wow. October 2021, man. The first show we did was about Motley Crue and should they be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was like uh, as we were talking about what what song we were going to play coming out of the the monologue this, that Doug was like, didn't we play that last time? I was like, we didn't even play clips back then. Yeah, we didn't know how, how to do it. That's how far we came. Different yeah, kind of show back we've, then. We've evolved so much. But yeah, yeah, Motley Crue, let's go back to that. Like, yeah, they should be in there. If there's any justice, okay, they've been around forever. They're a household name. They have more songs than you can count that are huge songs. And the fan base, they have the fan base. Yeah, they got the record sales. Mm-hmm. I and mean, that whole era of music just doesn't get... It, I, I think it just, by I just the think it gets snubbed just because of its um I guess the plasticness. Yeah, the of spandex, how, the yeah, hair. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about this in the first episode I asked a year and a half ago. I was like, does all the you know, the they are shit bags, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're not sure. nice guys. Maybe not Mick Mars. Mick Mars is cool. <laughs> yeah, but the other ones, you know, the, the, all the scandals and the sex stuff and the DUIs and the drugs and it's sure. like just in the meet in the year in the era of the Me Too stuff, 
would they even get in? And I, I have no idea. We talked about that last time. And, yeah. you know, they really did treat women awful. Yeah. Uh, you can go back and listen to episode one of Prisoners of Rock and Roll and hear us talk for about an hour all about Motley Crue and whether they should be in the Hall of Fame. And we all, all three of us agree, absolutely, they should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, what's not... What's not to put them in for? They are what rock and roll was about. Yeah, man. Especially when they were making songs like this. No way he's hitting those notes. No, I was going to say, can you imagine no Vince way. doing like the song he gets to do to induct himself? Yeah. He'll be phoning it in the whole time. He'll, put, he'll be putting the microphone out in the crowd. He'll be like, shout people like, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know yeah, this. There's I, no way he's hitting those notes no. this summer when they come around with Poison and Def Leppard. But like to me, Motley is all about Nikki Six and sure. Tommy Lee. Yeah. You know, Vince, sure. Vince, like, yeah, he's like the. I don't know if he's like a front man. I think he's just the singer of Motley Crue. Just a placeholder <laughs> that somebody's got to be up there with the microphone. Well, you well know. he did kill a guy. So he, he just did there's all the controversy yes. in the world. Yeah. I mean, uh, he he had uh, karma come back and get him. There was a few things that happened in his life. There was some tragedy. Oh, yeah. The shit yeah. with like, his daughter dying. Yeah, that was, that's tragic. Some horrible. That was horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That was absolutely horrible. But, um, yeah, they, sh- they should be in there. Um, it's deserving. Absolutely. They've been... Through hell and back, dancing on glass, you know. Hey, so. professor. Yes, sir. How many albums do they sell? They've sold over 100 million records worldwide. They have seven platinum albums, 22 top 40 hits, six top 20 pop singles, three Grammy nominations, four New York Times bestsellers, and they got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's a hell of a credential. And that's all them. That's that's from their website, so they're happy yeah, yeah, to tell you yeah, how yeah. great they are. No, and it's deserving to be in. Maybe the uh, the Hall of Fame should really look at this and be like, oh, maybe these guys should be in here. Well, look what they accomplished. Like, four scumbags from Hollywood. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? I mean, just just that- some hairspray and some uh, fireworks. Right. <laughs> some fire some Satan stuff, you yeah. know? I mean, you've you got to, every couple of years, like, the ground zero for music, like, moves around, right? It was Seattle. Yeah. yeah. It was Memphis and the Sun Records. And at some point, man, it was L.A. And the, LA. the part of deal. the scene. It was a big deal. The yeah. Sleaze Rock. The Sleaze Rock. Yeah, like the Cat House and um, the Whiskey Go-Go. Right. And the Rainbow, you know? Which is also what, like, like Van Halen came out sure. of. And, a lot of bands, you know, yeah. like... The, the hair metal just gets overlooked because it's got, yeah. you know, because of the look and all the shit. And we did a whole episode on hair bands, too. Yeah, they, they deserve to be in the Rock Row Hall of Fame. I got to get my tickets for this summer. You Are we going? Go. Are we going? I don't know. I'm going by myself. Bruce, I'll meet you there. You can sit with us, man. That's all. cool. But the uh, one thing, Motley Crue, they put a hell of a, a rock concert on. You go see them. You know you're seeing Motley. Oh, yeah, dude. All the pyrotechnics and all upside the, down, the upside down drum drums, drums and, and all that other kind of stuff. Not every band likes that. Like, uh, I don't know if we're going to get to it in the music news because we've got a lot to talk Eddie about. Thing? But yeah, man, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Better. Did you hear all that shit? Well, Eddie, Better. Eddie Better and Nikki Six. Yeah. yeah. Go well, ahead. you got... They're both playing the, the media against each other. Yeah. They're like two smart guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 
Eddie Vedder just played in, uh, they played in Jersey. They played in Newark, and he was like pointing. I guess Chad Smith was yeah, playing Chad drum. Smith, yeah. And was like, oh, this drum set doesn't need to go upside it's like down. The, it's, yeah. it, you know, it, it just makes the right sound, yeah. and we don't need all that crap. I think and, it's all fun between those guys. Like, you know, just like Ryan said, they're using the media as a tool to, to sell albums or whatever. I it's, hope so. It's out there. It's like, oh, I have, I'm on tour. I have a new album out. And Motley Crue and, and Motley Nikki Six is like, we're Motley Crue, dude. Like, we need right. all the all the press we can get. Right. Motley. I mean, Nikki Six is just like, good. Pr- any press is good press. He's you been know. in the game that long enough, you know. Yeah, I, I think what I think Motley Crue is what rock and roll is about, or a form you know, of it like, anyway. Yeah, yeah, like, no, a, a, a aggression, being against things. Sex, know? drugs, and rock and roll, yeah, man. I that mean, was their gig. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Their, their whole but thing. But they yeah. did something Lift different. Die young, leave a good-looking corpse. Yeah, they yeah. Sure. did something different though. When everybody was doing like punk rock, and. Yeah, even like the, the version of metal, like the English metal mm. that was going on, right? Like, you know, yeah. Nicky Six definitely had a vision know? of what he wanted this band to be. He took a little bit of Alice Cooper. He took a little bit of Kiss. He took a, you know, some fireworks, like I said, and he lit himself on fire. He's like, I'll. He's like Daffy Duck. I'll do anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll blow myself up. The Daffy Duck of rock and roll. All right, man. I, I don't know if there's, there's probably not the whole lot to say about it. It's like just go listen to the I episode we a, did. I think it's duh, like a the duh slam dunk. Putting, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I agree. I don't think they've ever been nominated. I, yeah, I don't. There's something wrong. There. I don't think so. Let me let me look. They probably pissed too many people off over the oh, year. Sure, they did. They oh, were they yeah, were in the they fan, a lot. Yeah, they were in the fan vote one time. And uh, Motley Crue, they Nikki Six swears that they're banned from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's not hard to believe. Because he said that they won the fan vote, and then they didn't get in anyway. You that's, walk into the Rock and Roll of Fame, and they have this mural, and it's and it's the whiskey, and on the whiskey it says Motley Crue, and kicks. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. That's it. That's the only Motley Crue thing they have is like a replica of a, a marquee at hmm. the whiskey. And it says Motley Crue on it. That's the only thing they have in yeah. the Hall of Fame. But like you said, they probably pissed off too many people. They burned too many bridges. But, you know, maybe they are what... They're against, like, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, I read in in Nikki's sixth book, he was like, you know, I dig John Bon Jovi. I think he's a great guy, but I hate his fucking band. He's, yeah. he's everything I'm against. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, you know, I just think Nikki Six and the guys—they keep it real. You know, they they keep it, the real drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nikki Six says that somebody from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame told them that they would never get in because of how they acted, and they're, now they're like, "Well, we don't want to be in it anyway." Which, you know, sure, I don't want to be in a stupid club anyway. But there's a lot of people. There's a lot of bands out there who do not care about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at all. No, sure. a lot of people don't show up. Yeah. yeah. You know, a lot of the famous guys don't show up. Like, you know, like Eddie Van Halen didn't show up for for being inducted. Steve mm. Miller gave one of like the greatest. Like, yeah. I had to pay a thousand ticket, a thousand bucks to go to my own goddamn. Like, it's just yeah. this awesome. He's like, he I can't up. afford to bring my wife to this yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, so it's awesome. Yeah. All right, man. So I guess uh, next on the outline you put together, Ryan, dude, was Ozzy, and Ozzy not in as a solo artist. Yes, that's that is a. That's crazy. You know, he, he did more, like, don't get me wrong, Black Sabbath is an amazing band, but Ozzy had such an amazing career after Black Sabbath when, like, they just tossed him, like, oh, this guy's a clown, and he's a drug addict, which is true, and he's self-destructive and whatever, but look at the songs that he put out. Look at the career that he had by himself. So if he got in solo, man, does his band go with him? 
Does Zach Wilde then get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Or Randy Rhodes? Randy's, Randy's already in. in. Randy's He's already, already in. in. Yeah. Then what's up with that? They could put Randy in, but they're not going to put Ozzy in. Like Randy was in like that like sidekick kind of category. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like a... Honorary mention. Yeah, it was last like year, that. wasn't it? It was last, last year. year. Which I think is pretty awesome. Sure. Yeah. You know, to, to put him in along with like, you know, James, Jamerson. He's yeah. in there by himself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, great bass player of Motown. Ozzy was another one that when, when we were coming up with this list of all the names, I was like, shit, right. He's not in, he's not in as a solo artist. Yeah. And But do yeah. you think they look at, well, he's in there with Black Sabbath, so that's good enough? Yeah, I, I think, think they, so. I think they put him in like with Motley. Like, the only thing this guy did was piss his pants and yeah. bite heads off right. of things. Animals and was was a lunatic. But, yeah, but he's also, I mean, he's out of these guys we're going to talk about, man, he is like a, he's a pop culture icon just because yeah. of the, the reality show sure. and all the shit that his wife did and yeah. just... Uh, and, but yeah. I will say this, though. Ozzy wouldn't be Ozzy without Sharon. And I think I said sure. that before. Oh, yeah. I he think she's a huge, huge part of his career. I think she's the reason why he's not getting rock and roll fame. Why she pisses off everybody? Yeah, she's that cutthroat businesswoman. Yeah, yeah. she totally probably cut everybody's balls off in that in, in the Hall of Fame committee. Yeah, let's play some Ozzy. <laughs> all right, what do you want to breaking hear? all the rules? There you go. That was like one of the first records I ever got was No Rest for the Wicked, Ozzy Osbourne. I mean, he scared the shit out of everybody, right? Because this is oh, a, yeah. like yeah. his solo albums were coming out around the time all like the satanic panic was going on. Mm. And yeah, you're going to listen to stuff backwards and sure. kill your parents and Dungeons and Dragons and all and this he stuff. And he was blamed for a suicide. You know what I mean? He In was, his career. Right, right. You know, he was blamed for it. Professor. I don't remember the details of it, but I do remember him taking all kinds of crap that he was, was saying like something was played backwards and there's an effect in the song and it's like he's that and he said this in his uh, like behind the music he's never said like somebody some kid thought he said get the gun and shoot 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 he's like I never said that he's like there is an effect in there but I never said shoot 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 I just think that kid was way on drugs sure and he was playing? suicidal yeah. his parents were probably assholes yeah you know listen to Ozzy's album Suicide Solution and committed suicide with a twenty two caliber handgun. How many albums did uh, Ozzy sell? Well, it's funny that you should ask. So, well, collectively, he sold a hundred million, and that's with uh, Sabbath and by himself. As a solo artist, he has sold Blizzard of Oz. Has sold almost fourteen million copies. No More Tears has sold over eight. He, man, he sold a lot of fucking records. Yeah, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. He like he. It makes no sense. Like I'm telling you, Sharon talks so much shit. That she could not get him in. But everybody loves Ozzy. Like, you know, from the reality TV show in the last 20 years. Everybody loves Ozzy. Everybody loves Ozzy, but she, Ozzy lets her lets her do all the talking for him. Well, well, we all heard him talk, so, like, maybe that's not a bad <laughs> idea. His solo material, he sold 51 and a half million albums. That's so a lot, collectively dude. with Sabbath, it's over 115 yeah. million now as of last year. Yeah, he belongs and, in there. And the guy can go anywhere and sell out. Uh, yeah. Anywhere. Yeah, he, he, you know, when did we go see him a couple years ago, and he said he was not playing anymore. Yeah, and it was sold out. Yeah, it was. It was a great show. One of my uh, and Ozzy's, you know, one thing I, I heard one story. He was on like Stern or something like that, 
and um, he's a big Rolling Stone fan. The Beatles is the reason why he wanted to become a musician. So he's walking to some. He only met Keith Richards one time, and he's walking somewhere, and here comes Keith Richards, and Keith Richards just looks at him, walks by, like, "Hey, man, look, a, a living legend." And oh he's really? Just, and he he was just like blown away by that. Yeah, you know? very cool. Yeah, it's like a living legend. Like this guy puts me to shame. Yeah, and it's like almost like the people that listen to him now, or like you see him on TV now. He's like this lovable, goofy. Sure. You, you know, that's, and it's that's like, TV he's, for like you. he's not the he's not the prince of darkness the, right, anymore. The prince of darkness. He's like right. he's like the prince of Candyland. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like the Prince of Darkness ride at the the fair in October. Yeah, the church fair. Like that. I don't know. It did that TV show give him another career. Absolutely, it, brought, it kept him yeah. yeah, relevant. Sure, sure, sure. But it, like, it's a double edged, double edged sword, man. You know, we still on TV. Him and Jack have like they're traveling through America or something like that, in like an RV or something like that. That was like one of the first like reality shows. That, yeah, that was, like, that was a, the like a first mu- one. A musician. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With, it like, was exposed himself. Yeah, I remember having it on at McCusker's. Yeah, we like, always watched on it, it like yeah. a Tuesday night. I yeah. Think. yeah, and you just forget. It almost it's easy to forget just like the music that he made and uh, how it said how it scared the hell out of everybody. And yeah, he was, you know, taking all kinds of crap from biting the head off of birds and bats and yeah, all and then kinds he of has like shit. all these dogs. And all these cats and all these birds these that he crazy, has, his, yeah. right, his just pets, crazy and, family life. But all said, all said, done. He has fantastic solo music by himself. He like no more tears. Amazing has, album, like no rest for the wicked. Yeah, he, you know, he always uh, had a great band be- behind yeah. him. It was kind of like Alice Cooper. He always has the best playing for him. You yeah, know what I mean, he he had one of the greatest rock and roll drummers, underrated rock and roll drummers, is Randy Costello. Yeah. And he, unfortunately, he died a few years ago of cancer. He uh, totally was a big influence on my drumming. Yeah. I think he was awesome. And then he had Jakey Lee in the band. He was very big. His sound, those first couple records without Randy, the sound was huge. Yeah, and he, had, he played. Zach Wilde was playing with him for a long time. Roch he went Rollo. on to do all this kind of stuff. Rocharello played for bass for him for a long time. The dude from Faith No More played drums for him for a long time. You know. Yeah, yeah, man. He just he deserves absolutely deserves to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I don't I don't know if he's ever. I'm going to look if he's ever been nominated. But you know what though? I th- I feel maybe in his mind that he thinks the Black Sabbath is good enough because he really does feel like Sabbath is his family. Like. You yeah, know, but he's a he's a humble guy. I read yeah. Ozzy's book over the years, and he's just happy to be in as he's happy as to just anywhere. to be anywhere. Yeah, to be in the Hall of Fame yeah. next to the Beatles, everything like yeah. that. But yeah, he as his own person, as his own thing, is surviving rock and roll all these yeah. years. That's good way to and put with it. Truly, what rock and roll is, Ozzy is. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he wrote a letter when Sabbath was nominated. He wrote a letter saying they didn't want it take us off and the rock and roll hall of fame said no you you don't make that decision we do and uh they're like so tough shit which maybe they you know once they put him in they're like okay you're never going to go in as a solo artist then mm-hmm. uh, they don't want to deal with that embarrassment why but, is that embarrassment i don't understand what they're maybe because there's a new uh, regime now maybe that will change but um i don't see I, the embarrassment see of it. like we keep on saying this new regime of thing look at the the jokes yeah. that they're putting in now. Yeah, they're not doing anything. They're not doing it's the shit. same shit every. It's the same. It's a lot of shit from last year. That's why we have our own show, guys. Yeah, yeah. that's why we're having our own reward award show. <laughs> Bruce, you look amazing in that in that tuxedo. Yes, I did get all dolled you know, up just for this. So. You know, the champagne glass. Yes, and everything. It's very very sophisticated our, to talk and, about this. And our awards look amazing. 
They look like Wawa coffee coffee <laughs> Wawa cups. coffee mugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm going to put uh, upside down on a on a beer can and uh, duct tape it together, and we'll spray paint it gold. We're going to call it the warden. We'll call it, like how they have the, the Oscars wardens. as like the wardens. Know, yeah, the, the wardens. Uh, <laughs> That's our awards. The wardens. But let's play one more song by Ozzy, yeah, man, which is gotta, the biggest song I think he ever put out. Yeah, and his buddy Lemmy helped him write it. Mama, I'm coming home. Yeah. That's a great song. Yeah, that's yeah. a great song. Ozzy's such a humble guy. If they put him in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he'd be tits happy, dude. Sure. He's still, he, he's still like that guy. Like, when he was a kid, he just wanted to be accepted somewhere because he's like this weirdo. Like, I mean, he just wanted to be, he wants to be part of something. Like, that's his gig. Yeah, I was also, I totally forgot too. I mean, he had like Ozfest, right? It's yeah, there's another, another generation thing. of, of Dude, that, people that, that on, got introduced to him. That went on for at least 15 years. Yeah. If it's still not going on today, like, yeah. you know, look at all the bands that he brought out with them. Yeah, sure. People you know? that he got us, gave him a start, and that's, yeah. that's got to count for something, right? I, I would think assume. so. I think so. I yeah. mean, all right. It's crazy. Well, there's another artist that should be in. Here's a third one, man, that uh, you had that we have on our list was Motorhead, and they had their shot as a finalist a couple years ago because Dave Grohl is on the was on the nominating committee. I don't know if he still is. They're very secretive on who's in, but um, dude, to me, it's like you know, uh, music like if hip hop is in. I don't. know. I saw an interview. It was like it was either the RZA or Ice T that they were saying like, yo, man, like. Rock and roll is as much as an attitude about is the music, and mm-hmm. I was like, "All right, man, that makes sense." I was like, "But nobody was more rock and roll than Lemmy. He, no, he was walking, it. talking rock and roll. Bro, absolutely, man. his music put out. There was no, nothing. He forgave nothing. He, he about himself. You know, mm-hmm. he was like, "I am, I am rock and roll, and I don't forgive my whatever." Yeah, no, yeah, dude. I mean, he he lived fast and hard. He said he drank a, a bottle of Jack Daniels every day. From when the, he turned thirty until when he died. That's crazy. Well, that's a lot. Nah, of, that's a, that's a lot of whiskey, man. <laughs> Let's um, hear one of his songs. Yeah, dude, Ace of Spades. He yeah, said we, he he made more money off of Mama I'm Coming Home than he did oh, sure. everything he ever did sure. in Motorhead. If only people who bought Motorhead shirts bought a Motorhead album, yeah, maybe they'd be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, man. And the thing is, like yeah. with with Lemmy, like you know, he is the definition of rock and roll. I understand, like okay, they're going to look at numbers of how many albums you sold, and I'm sure it's very very low. It's not nowhere yeah. near what Ozzy sold or any other act that's nominated. But you know, to keep like. The definition of rock and roll is Lemmy. He would play like a hundred and something gigs a year. Yeah. And he would live on the road and like he lived at the whiskey. Yeah. He lived in a little apartment down the street from the whiskey, you know? You know, uh, he he said later in life the only thing that 
would bring money in was his t-shirt sales. Yeah. yeah. They only sold 15 million albums like yeah. collectively over the entire course of their wow. career. Um, but they like put something out every year. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the stuff, like the later stuff, man, he did like an album of covers. Like he covered the Stones. He yeah. covered like Sympathy for the Devil and some other like really weird shit. Was just, uh, you know, it he was a weird bad. guy. He was, man. He started as a he was a roadie for Hendrix. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then he wrote uh, the song Ramones. Yeah. 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 Then that's a great song. Yeah. yeah. And he wrote that, and it was like, um, Lemmy. Lemmy was just everywhere. Like everywhere you see pictures all the time. He's just everywhere, associated with everybody. Yeah. There, were, there was a video game in the nineties. Yeah. Like, that he had, and uh, I love that he said he wasn't a bass player. He said, "I'm a deep guitarist." Yeah. Yeah. I have a quote. I wrote a quote down from Dave Grohl, and he said, "Until I met Lemmy, I'd never met what I called a real rock and roll hero. Fuck Elvis and Keith Richards. Lemmy is the king of rock and roll. He told me he never considered Motorhead a metal band, and he was quite adamant. Lemmy is a living." Breathing, drinking, snorting, fucking legend. No one else comes close. Yeah, absolutely, man. His definition of rock and roll. Yeah, his, his eulogy was great. Yeah, the one that did with Dave Grohl gave. Mm. Did you hear what um, Lemmy made for all of his friends? Yeah, they were like a bullet with, with his ashes, ashes in it. In it. Yeah. He gave yeah. them to one to all of his friends. Yeah, when he was first, he was cremated. They put him in a three D printed version of his hat. Right, right. And huh. then they, that was like the urn at his mm. uh, his uh, service. And then he put all the ashes in the bullets and gave them to his friends. So, what a rock and roller, dude! Yeah, I th- I knew him before I knew their music. You yeah, know, like sure. I, I knew that you know the the he, thing on the his magazines. face and the, yeah. the yeah. facial hair and you know the way he stood with the mic the up real high mm-hmm. and uh, you know the the hat and all the shit and just yeah, dude, he just knew him. He's just this enormous, scary, larger than life yeah. rock and roll dude. I, and even after he died, I'm still amazed that he. I was like, he died, and I was like, oh, he's going to get right in now. And he's still not there. No. You know? Yeah. It's I don't crazy. think he's successful enough to for even them to think to put them in. I guess. They probably put Kula Ula in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kula yeah. Feely. Yeah, yeah, but he's awesome, though, too. No, but... Yeah, he is a motherfucker, but... but, but yeah. But, you know, rock and roll, Lemmy is rock and roll. And to keep Lemmy's memory alive besides a stupid statue outside the rainbow i think he should be in the rock and roll fame absolutely i completely agree man i mean it's uh and they're, they're not even like, there's not a lot of heavy metal in the rock and, and roll of fame to begin yeah. with right it's like it's not a it's not like saying oh there's not a lot of uh, new metal in there you know it's like it's it's a music trend that's been going on for 40 years now like yeah. it's time to it's a real thing yeah 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 you can count on one hand the number of of bands that are in, but Motley Crue or Motorhead was also. I mean, they were they sound more punk to me than sure. heavy metal. Yeah. Like a, a good punk story with uh, Lemmy. He tried to ta- te- uh, teach Sid Vicious how to play bass, <laughs> and Sid Vicious couldn't even wrap his mind around. He couldn't even pay attention long yeah. enough for for Lemmy to explain it to him. Yeah, Lemmy was a fucking great bass player. Yeah, next to yeah. playing next power, to, yeah, well, no. power chords on. His yeah, bass. and that's all he's doing. Like, not that that's all that he's doing, but he created a sound. It's only one guy can do that. But yeah. all this, the effects that he uses and yeah. everything like that. I think he uses such a natural sound. Yeah, but yeah. the way that he plays it, the way that he puts his sound, his knobs. Yeah, only Rick- him can make it play. Yeah, and he plays through a Rickenbacker man his whole career. Yeah, that's a lot of his sound. It's a you big know. sounding guitar. Which is uh, we we did the Rush episode. We were talking about three piece acts, and it was like man, I totally forgot Motorhead being Motorhead. a three piece band. Yeah, but like you know, he's more of a rhythm guitar player than a bass player. That's what's know. great sure. about their yeah. band. It's like they they shred yeah. the the um, backbeat shreds yeah. while the guitar shreds. Yeah, can we play one another song? Yeah, man, uh, you overkill. got Overkill on here. What a drumming fast fucking song this is. Let's do it.
man. Like, how many members have there been of Motorhead? I Not know th- many. Really? I thought there was, like, quite a few of them. Maybe if there were six of them. Really? Okay. Yeah. He finished the touring band that he had with him was with the original guys that okay. he was in the band with. I, I, seen Lemmy, I seen Motorhead a few times, and every time I was like, this could be the last time I see them. It was yeah. uh, 10, 10, 10 total. 10 like total. Over... over from 40 years, 40 yeah. right? Yeah. 77 was their first yeah. album. That's not too bad. So, did you guys ever listen to the other, the other band, the Hawkwind? Yeah, he was in it's a weird, yeah. What was the 60s? Yeah, there's a like psychedelic kind yeah. of Here, English. Hang on, I'll play a little, I'll play a little bit of it. We can cut this out, but there's a Hawkwind song called Motorhead, which is where he got the and there's, there's a funny story about how he got thrown out of the band. They were in Canada and yeah. they just left them there, yeah, and Come they on. just they moved on. Anyway, but yeah, that's, yeah but, that's so Lemmy used to be in Hawkwind. But he was like so, like you hear that man, and there's there's definitely that footprint of what Motorhead you is going to become. Way, you can hear where and the bass is really dude, turning. He's way before his time, way, yeah. way before his time. Yeah, man. But like they're going to put bands that are influenced yeah. by Motorhead into the Rock and Roll of Fame. Yeah. Like yeah. there would be no Metallica. They're not, no. the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame isn't doing a lot of that, like really looking back at the beginning of no. certain things anymore and like you know like one of the artists we're going to talk about a little bit later is like very foundational rock and roll and it's like yeah dude like modern heavy metal music came out of the three guys we've talked about already man ozzy and motley and motorhead and it's like the 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 rock and roll hall of fame just doesn't care anymore no they're so out of touch well they're more worried about what's popular and what's going to be more acceptable in this world that we live in today but yeah. i think it's it's more like they all have like that members only jacket like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. oh, you're part of the cool guy club now. Like you're accepted by your peers, you know. Yeah, I, there was always. I mean, when when Jan Werner was running it, there were totally people that he like favored, and the oh, match, sure. like Rolling Stone would write about, and then they would get the press and the, you know, like he he was, it was pretty common knowledge that he was like he would lobby to get certain people in mm-hmm. that he that He's, the magazine liked, and then just would trash can the people that some that he didn't. Just like look at, like if we just over the last ten years to look at the nominations alone, mm-hmm. it's just a joke. Like who are they trying to impress? Yeah, it's the, rock and roll, man. Yeah, man. When they said like we're gonna try to be last year, we talked about this. Like that we're gonna be more diverse, and we want this, and we want that. And it was like you just you knew right away that somebody like Carol King mm-hmm. was gonna get in yeah. because they wanted to. The new guy that took over as the chairman was like, you know, we we need the there's a diversity problem, and then it just opens the door. It's like okay, well then you, you're saying that. And then immediately when one of those artists get in, people are going to go like, okay, well, you the affirmative action person? Like, is Carol mm-hmm. King in because he needed another woman? Or is mm-hmm. like Tina Turner? Like, I remember we talked about that. We're like, one mm-hmm. of the women that were up, they were getting oh, in. Oh, you're going to see, oh, yeah. this year you're going to see Pat Benatar. Yeah. You're going to see Annie Lennox. And we said you with, know. with a couple women, because there was only, there weren't any women that were in more than once, right? And there's like a handful of guys that were in multiple times. Yeah. We were like, one of them, Carol King or Tina Turner, we just, we knew they were getting in because they were already in once on their own and they needed to balance yeah. that out. Well, I think Dolly would be that this year. If there's going to be one woman 
or you know one like two women anyway you have like three like Dion's up there also you're gonna have Dolly's gonna be one of them I think Dolly I mean Dolly's also in her 80s yeah but she's, she deserves it but she's an iconish thing yeah she's yeah. bigger than country music she's bigger than rock and roll yeah, yeah. She, she transcends that um you know so. crossover yeah dude and I mean and everything she does are at like the Dollywood. There's like a, there's yeah. a documentary on Netflix about her that's pretty new. Mm-hmm. That's out. It was yeah. really good. She did a lot of humanitarian stuff, like you know whatever it mm-hmm. is, like you know with the um, the coronavirus. Before like like th- shit really started taking off, she donated a million dollars of research before like anybody else. Do you yeah. think Lemmy ever met Dolly? Ooh, I don't met, know. He met so many people, man. It's crazy. Not there's my next homework assignment, man. I'll find I don't out know. if she let me probably would like chase her around Dolly World. <laughs> it's funny with a, with a rum and coke in his hand, uh, Jack and Coke. She just started. Uh, if you work at Dolly World, she'll pay for you to go to college yeah. too. And I always thought that was like, yeah. okay, you open an amusement park with your name on it. That's pretty shitty. Yeah, you just want to make money. And they were like, no, she's like where she lived in yeah, Pigeon she's Forge. A great, they, she's they a great humanitarian. Yeah, they did it for yeah. like to get back to the community. I was yeah, like, well, went, I feel like she an asshole. And she wanted for something for people to do. Yeah. out there you yeah. know what i mean it's a it's a hell of a place i'm just, you should go there one day it's on our list yeah. to go down and, and check it it's out it's part of americana man yeah but lemmy fit in everywhere though yeah. you see pictures of lemmy at studio 54 oh, everywhere I'd, I'd go to lemmy world if there was an amusement yeah. park what would that world? be like <laughs> you just spin you around in a circle and then they send you on your way right you just uh, you have to drink seventeen bottles of Jack Daniels. <laughs> it's like, like like the warden on his birthday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like in that Simpsons episode. Like, don't drink the warden starts hallucinating. No, no, no. This is the ride. You have to take this right, hallucinate. Right. Uh, but there man. was that story when uh, in that Lemmy documentary that was really great, and uh, he goes to I guess it was Dave Grohl. He's like, oh, would you like a Jack and Coke? Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, well we each have a Jack and Coke, and he opens a bottle of Jack Daniels and hands it to him. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> it's like this is the Jack. This, yeah, this is your drink. Yeah, Here you go. Finish it. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying how hang- hungover he was. We'll have to share um, Dave Grohl given his eulogy on our social media page, man, because it was really touching. The stories that he told and the scene that Dave Grohl started crying at the end, and it was really, it was really nice. They're up for it this year, aren't they? Are they in last they year? In they last, in last they year. got in last year. Yeah. yeah, of course they did. Yeah, yeah, we talked about them at length too. So. All right, man, let's keep on moving. The next one, and we got a, definitely a heavy metal theme here. We kind of organized our notes that way. Not every one we have on here is Hall of Fame. Or is, but I metal, was, excuse me. But I was just like, what, what's most duh? Like, that should be on there. Iron Maiden. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's amazing that they're not in the whole thing. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Who the hell do they piss off? They're another one, man, between, like, uh, the iconography yeah, like Ozzy was scaring the hell out of everybody. Sure. Iron Maiden was scaring everybody too, man. Before with, that, with, before with, Ozzy had right, it, with, like came out by himself with Eddie and all that other yeah. stuff that they had going on, and their their music was smart though. Everybody thought they were singing about this cult kind of thing, and they're singing about ancient wars and mm. you know uh, some Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah, right, right, like yeah. Rush, but not shitty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like heavy metal Rush. Yeah, British Rush. Yeah, they but, um, they're. They're definitely guitar slinging band. They the runs that they do up and down the neck. You know, I watched them from Rock and Rio 2019, I believe it was, and the whole fucking country showed up and watched them play. And here's a here's they don't even speak English, but they're singing all the words to all the songs. Yeah, yeah. I, and it's like I don't. And they could have been new songs, and they were they singing just knew word them all. for word. Yeah. 
Yeah, man, and he was the. I mean, Bruce Dickinson is the most interesting person, person in, in on the rock planet, and, on the rock planet. and roll, man. Yeah. and he's the human air raid siren. The dude's his voice and just everything about him, man. Just like we talked about, Henry Rollins being like the Renaissance man. Like Bruce Dickinson is like he has a one man show out now. Yeah, yeah, he's coming to the city. I would go to that. I missed it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it was at the Keswick. Yeah, I would definitely go to that. Super interesting dude, man. So he is a uh, he's a Airline, he's yeah. an airline pilot, right? So he flies their plane. Um, he's flown commercial stuff. Yeah, he's a world class fencer. He was either like in the Olympics or he was like in the national they were, champion or something. They were, uh, they were going to ask him to beat. They wanted him to be in the Olympics, but he's like, no, I got to go on tour. I can't. Yeah, he's like um, he's like this ball of energy on stage. Yeah, he's like, always has he's like this, real theatrical. He has a costume change every every song, just like Elton John. Yeah, like incredibly. Uh, He's written books and said all his. Uh, he they have a line of beer out yeah, that yeah. you can find. Yeah, like, yeah just really, really the interesting trooper, yeah. dude, man. Like, just yeah, I I've seen that in a store a couple of times. I never bought it. So I'm not a fan. I've had it. Of, I've, I've had it. Eh, the eh. can's cord than anything. Yeah, yeah, the can's cord than anything yeah, else. Yeah, I don't yeah. really like British British beer. Yeah, so or British, snobs. British beer and food. Yeah. Hey, professor. Yes, sir. Can I ask you a question? Sure. How many albums did Iron Maiden sell? Oh, man, that's amazing that you should ask. If you include all the um, the compilations and the video releases and stuff, it's over 200 million copies. <laughs> but the albums alone is, is over 100 million. Jesus yeah, Christ. Christ. Yeah. Like around the world. So, yeah. like I said, they're, they're, they're like huge in like... Around the world. Yeah. They're a household like, name. They're a yeah. household name. They, they play anywhere and they sell out. Yeah. You know, we went and saw them. They were pretty good. But I was a little let down. That was a weird show. Yeah, they played, like, the new album that they had out at the time they were supporting. They barely played any of the hits. But it was cool to see them. They put a hell of a show they on. They do. Very theatrical. That's all I could say. They, Very I think theatrical. they got one of the best lo- uh, characters of, of Oh, yeah. Of yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Eddie. He comes out, like, three times in, like, different, like... Okay, well, you know, he's coming out in the the, uh, the Egyptian suit, and then he comes out like the, the mummy and the he, trooper, and yeah, it's great. To see Bruce Dickinson in the trooper outfit with the flag is awesome. Like it's just, and he starts uh, like swinging around the Union Jack around. Like it's really something cool to see. You like talk to the real Iron Maiden fans, and they're like, "Oh, I like the original singer of Iron Maiden." Yeah, he, no, I don't even know that dude's yeah, name. Yeah, nobody does. Everybody knows. But the only thing Bruce that Dickinson. album. Was, that first album, that's like the first vision of Eddie. Yeah. I there again, man, there's just another act that it was like, what how is he not on the list? Like I, I don't even understand like a coherent argument against them. Let's hear one of their songs. Other dude. than it's all right, yeah, dude. Yeah, we're talking about him for ten minutes and haven't played anything yet. Here you go, here's the trooper. I never get tired of that. No, I, man. I never get tired that of that song. That opening guitar. Yeah. There is no British metal in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. And as, as we're playing the break, man, I just was Googling, like, why aren't they? Just trying to find, like, is there, again, mm, is there an there's argument? A reason. I, yeah. I'm looking at an interview from Greg Harris. He's the new CEO of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And he's like, hey, man, Rock and Roll 
uh, was never just like four skinny guys with long hair and guitars. It's really diverse, and people need to expand their thinking of what rock and roll is. It's a really big tent, and that's why hip hop is. It. So he just was making. Yeah, you, know, well, you, had to put a, you had to put like one, okay, is a big is a big thing. But this is one of the the number first stakes in the ground for for music for rock not music but for music up to today. When was the last time that guy heard a song? I don't know. You know, instead of he's he's crunching numbers and yeah. doing all that bullshit. He when was the last time he went to a concert and was like touched by a song? He said, "There's no doubt that Iron Maiden is an impactful, influential band, and that's why they've been nominated. But there's also 15 other acts who've been nominated. So yeah, like Dionne Warwick. Yeah, right, right. It's like, I come think on, it's man! All it's bullshit. It's, it's, there's just it an overarching, you know, like that heavy metal just isn't represented. Sabbath is in Metallica. But I don't. I don't That's necessarily it. think like yeah. You know, like you have a lot of British acts in there, but I don't really think that the the Brits really care about being in the American Rock and Roll of Fame. I mean, like no, Dire Straits didn't show up. No, like they, they don't give like, a shit. They don't give like, a shit. I'm, yeah, I'm sure Iron Maiden won't show up if they got nominated. No, no, they if would they, show up. They would play. They would show I don't up. Know. Yeah, I, th- I think he. Um, I think Bruce Dickinson has been pretty op- adamant. Like, it's just a bunch of American yeah. people, and it's Bullocks. I think I read it last they're like, year. They're bigger than America. You know, like, the, the small thinking of America, and they're, like, huge and, you know, all around the world. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're, like, small thinking in the States. But yeah. I, think that, I think that Maiden would be happy just for their fans. If they got, if they got in there, they would feel good for their fans because their fan now they their fans are represented it yeah. into the Hall of Fame. I'm sure they're in Hall of Fames we don't even know about. Sure, but it, you know, they're talking about like yeah. There's a big article in Rolling Stone recently about Eminem getting in, and it was like yeah, but he's white, he's white, and he's also like relatively newer compared to some of the other you know like well they have to. They have to settle that. Like they're like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame hasn't put a lot of hip hop artists in, so you have all these really early influential mm-hmm. people, and it's like okay, but but then look at heavy metal. Like you've got forty years of shit that you need to you need to make right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a band like we talked about them before, man. Like the MC Five. Like they're like yeah, they didn't do much and sell records, but it was yeah, like but what they did, right, man? It was like all that punk music came and out what of they that. Influenced. And like yeah. Ryan said, that these are the bands that influenced other bands right, all, right. with uh, all kinds of music yeah you know, like, right influencing they, they, all but dude, different Lady Gaga loves Iron Maiden like you know what I mean she's went on record and says I love Iron Maiden I listen to them but all like, the time you, you know? listen to some about Iron Maiden I hear classical music in it yeah some there's some technical shit yeah. in there yeah. they're more than just a heavy metal band they have like three guitar players at one point yeah. right you know they're, they're technically very difficult man yeah yeah and just I, if you're just writing it off you're like oh well it's just heavy metal music no. and kids with the, long hair and they don't have to right you're just like you're you're totally out of touch yeah these just said they sold a hundred million records and there's a whole there's a shit ton of these heavy metal bands but you know like pantera is eligible and yeah. megadeth and slayer and judas priest and, yeah. you know they're up they're a finalist issue there's all these heavy metal bands that are really important in the story of rock and roll that has never gotten the vote it's Iron ridiculous. Maiden, Iron Maiden men. They're one of the biggest rock and roll on this planet. Yep. They're the definition yep. of it. Can we play another song by them? Of course we can. Run to the hills.
He's got one of the best voices. I'm sure. Yeah, the operatic part of his yeah. voice, man. It's like, am I a big fan of Iron Maiden on my music? No. Yeah, I, no. I don't. Yeah, but this I'm is this is one of my picks. You know, I think they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. They're another band like like Motorhead. When I said I knew Lemmy before I knew their music, like I knew yeah. I knew sure. Eddie, like the sure. kid yeah. the kid in my neighborhood that had the jean jacket. With scared the, the shit the, out of yeah, me. Yeah, right, right. You're like, what is this? You know, shit that my parents didn't want me to listen to. They had no idea what it was. Yeah. They didn't want me listening to. But um, yeah, dude, and especially like I and you don't hear stories about them doing drugs and be, you know, no, like, you like don't hear much. Yeah, right? they like live Bruce in Dick- castles. Right, Bruce Dickens is this world class intellectual. Right, so it's like they, you can't throw them in like the Motley Crue bucket of like other oh, just shit bags no, and stuff like that. That you know, guy flies a goddamn seven forty seven to his his own gigs. Right, you yeah. can see pictures of him. I in, saw like, the pilot suit and everything, dude. I saw a picture like last week of him in his in his uniform in front of the Iron Maiden plane. Yeah, and like Ryan said, like you know they don't play they play countries. And you see on the side of the plane, it says everywhere that they're hitting. And it's like country it's after awesome. country after country after country. And you see inside the plane, it's just the crew, the band, and all their equipment. They're just, they're just like jump seats. And they're they like just put all their shit. There's, no like, there's no like uh, like stewardesses or nothing like that. It's a cargo plane. Ed Force One, right? That's their plane. Ed Force One. Ed, Ed yeah. Force One. No. Six, six, six. Yeah. Nice. Really cool, man. All right, so I don't know how people are going to vote on put these put these artists. No, in, but so. I th- I think so far we're right on the money. I what, think so too for what we stand for for rock and roll. We got to put these metal guys in first. Yeah, you know we can't ignore them like all the other rock and roll Hall of Fame shit ignores yep. them. Yep. All right. So the next one that I the next one we have on the list, man, that I see as the single biggest snub in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that's Dick Dale. And Absolutely. I talked about him on my on the guitar picks list. He was on there. So he's been eligible for thirty five years, and he's never even been nominated. That's Why crazy. do you think that is, Bruce? I don't know, man. I, I Ryan, you've said a couple times you think that. I mean, you. So a, a buddy of yours was his roadie. Yeah. He was like was one of his guitar yeah. tech. He wasn't a really nice he said man. He was kind of a, was a kind of a crank. Yeah. Dude, yeah. we can give him shit back. Can we of the give week? him shit back? Of the week. All right, here we go. Shitbag of the week. Dun, dun, dun. He literally had a shitbag too. He had a colostomy yeah. bag for the last like twenty years of his life. But what what really made him a shitbag? Like I understand, like he you was know, people... a real racist guy. Was oh, he? was he really? Oh yeah, yeah. that's really? what Waldo told me. He's like yeah, really? he was really racist, and it, it was disgusting how racist he was. He's like you got to remember, like you know when Dick Dale first broke in he was already like 35 years old yeah like you know so he was already set in his ways oh wow i never i never heard that but you know obviously he's close to him and i'm and i'm not yeah Yeah, dude so i like i pulled together in my notes like here's a like a list of artists who have been influenced by dick dale the beach boys um hendrix which i thought was really interesting so hendrix also played the guitar backwards Mm -hmm. like dick dale did and Hend- you know, Dick Dale was around first, and Hendrix also had the headband sure. that Dick Dale used to wear. Yeah. And I was like, wow, I never thought of that. Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, the Ramones, Van Halen, the Cramps, the Ventures, you know, all those bands except for the Cramps are all in the Rock and Roll yeah. Hall of Fame. And it was more like it's not even what he did as a player, but also like the technology and all the shit that he did. Like I said before, like he played really, really heavy strings mm-hmm. on his guitar, and they said that he played so fast that the guitar picks actually would melt in his hand. I have all That's the hilarious. I wrote the gauges down. I wrote them down last time too. He said he's got 16, 18 and 20 gauge unwound strings and 39, 40 and 60 gauge wound strings, mm-hmm. which I'm not a musician mm-hmm. so I don't that it's heavy. Okay. And they said that he you know all the shit that he made was around like his amps and everything. So like the uh the Fender amp with the speaker cabinet over top of it like 
Fender made that for him. Mm. It was called the Showman, and they made it up until like a couple of years ago. And he said like they were the first speaker cabinet was only whatever it was like fifty watts. And he said he was famous for like he was blowing them up sure. at all of his shows. That's amazing. And Fender lived in the same area as Dick Dale, and was like, "Hey man, we'll try to build you something out." And they said he would literally they would build him something, and he'd blow it and up. He would play, and he would. It would <laughs> they said it sometimes it would literally it would catch on fire because right. <laughs> he was awesome. blowing it up. And he was like, uh, that, "That's awesome." He, he said something like, "I don't play." When I wrote it down. He said, I don't play scales. I make the beast scream with pain or pleasure when I play the guitar. It's rock and roll, man. Yeah, dude. And it was like he said, I, I wanted to capture the sound of the ocean in my in my sound. That's and a, that was my question. Like, where did he find the speed of the sound? Like, was it like the waves in, yeah, in the ocean, yeah, like yeah. the surfboard in, in the ocean going as fast as it can? Yeah. He said he wanted to capture that sound for people that couldn't, couldn't hear the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. Talking about a sound. Play the sound that is way famous. Miser Lou? If you don't know this song, shame on you. We need the soundbite right there. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> I, said, I said this in the guitar episode that, uh, you know, I saw him a couple times and he was in his 80s. And he's, man, he's he still moving sound, fast, that, right? That yeah. song was sounded just like that. I was yeah. like blown away how fast his hands Dude, were. When that song came out, probably blew people's minds. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah, what is this guy doing? I think even when it was in Pulp Fiction, it blew people's minds. Yeah. It was so obscure. It was really obscure at the time. Yeah. yeah. It made that scene, though. Like, you know, sure. who, who doesn't the, know the opening scene of Pulp Fiction? Oh, yeah. When I say, like, oh, I saw Dick Dale, and people look at you like, you know, Who's like there? a dog with their head yeah. goes sideways, like, oh, the opening at Pulp Fiction. Fiction. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, the surf music guy. And he was one of the first guys who used, like, a lot of, like, reverb and all. And you yeah. heard it in that, too. And, it, like, before that, like, reverb was really, like, done in the studio, right? right. Like, so we said, like, Sam Phillips would do with Elvis mm. and shit like that. And he was one of the first people to really, like, have like a pedal that would do all that kind of stuff. Amazing. But like you said, like, you know, like surf music, he invented surf music. Sure. Like, I mean, he invented the, the feel and that sound. Yeah. Sure. I mean, and that fast, yeah, that fast sound. I mean, people speed. argue that yeah. that's like, like that's that where, California, like, Sabbath, like, that's where like heavy metal came yeah, yeah. out of, like the yeah. speed metal. He's the father of that. I wonder like what it, inside his head worked. Like everything was fast. It's all like, it had to have been. It's all, yeah. Like, yeah. Tick, 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 tick. Like yeah. maybe he like fast cars, fast women, fast living. And a colostomy bag. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's just a, another founding sound of rock and roll. Yeah, and really sad like, w- at the end of his life, though. Yeah, man. And he was just playing to pay for his cancer treatments. Yeah. It was yeah. really sad. It's, it's, it just shows you he must really burn so many bridges that nobody wanted to help him. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's a good point, man. He went from being... He, went, he was not having, like, big gigs. Like, you saw him at the Pony, right? Yeah, that, I saw him at the Wonder Bar across the street from the Stone Pony. Wow. Little, little tiny, little yeah. tiny you know, place. It's not... Like, like yeah, and he's, he's fucking playing for me and the warden. You know, I was like, yeah, yeah, nobody wants nobody wants anything to do with him. Yeah, you know, he's like, you know, but he's also been a, like at that time he's been around for so long. And people forgot about him. Yeah. Like I mean, people forgot about him. They you know people moved on from different stuff. You know, and it's like yeah, and it, it, you don't want to make 
like you're going to make the rock and roll hall of fame thing and you're going to make your you're going to pit make your pitch right your elevator pitch why it should be in and you're going to talk about like well he played with these really heavy guitar strings and he helped shape you know the the evolution of amp cabinet like nobody nobody wants no, to hear like, like we do that yeah, yeah. we think that's interesting yeah. but some comp you know you want to hear that or you want to hear dave grohl get up and, and go like fuck you i'm gonna rock you know yeah. of course yeah yeah but like you know like randy like we were talking randy rose were was inducted like a like an honorary me- member yeah. charlie like charlie Patton got in last yeah. year that do the yeah. same thing with, do the same thing with him All right yeah just get him in there yeah it, i it, don't know i don't think it will happen I don't think so either, man. And I, I it, and as he, it's been a couple of years since he passed away. It's like his, his memory window. becomes less and less. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just that's uh, a shame. we're like talking about maybe him on one a radio day, show. Like maybe one day they'll make a movie about him. Because, like you said, like he was not like he was not a nice person. He's very controversial. Like you know, he burned a lot of bridges. It sounds like a great movie that people yeah. would want to see to me. It's self-destructive. Yeah. I think, Doug, I think you're right. I think if he gets in, it's one of those, like, honorary. Yeah. Like, there's no vote. There's no nomination. Nothing. You just, just like, you stick him in under yeah. something. Like, I mean, his his wife is still alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, something like that. But, yeah, it's really, it's really sad. Yeah, how. I don't imagine him selling a lot of records, but him culturally changing things Absolutely. was a big yeah. thing. Sure, man. I mean, I mean the, the ventures... Or in, like when I was reading that, I was like, "Wait, they're they're in." I think they're the only instrumental rock band in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I was like, "But that surf music sound comes from him, or the Beach Boys mm-hmm. came. You know, it's all out of him." But the hell do I know? I'm just some some jabroni with a podcast. Jabroni. So I'm just some dude with a microphone and a laptop and a cup of tea. <laughs> Dopey so, guys. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're halfway through, man. You want to take a yeah, you take a break? Take a we'll come break. back. We'll talk to the other five. And then uh, we'll do everything else. We'll be back. Stick around. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life can feel overwhelming these days. We're all moving at a million miles an hour and sometimes get so wrapped up in everything and everyone around us that we don't take the time to invest in ourselves. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. But the good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are the greatest asset. And as a special offer to Prisoners of Rock and Roll listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com Prisoner. That's BetterHelp.com Prisoner. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Prisoners of Rock and Roll is sponsored by McCusker's Tavern at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia. There's something for everyone on the beer list and the jukebox in McCusker's. It's minutes from the sports stadiums in Philly, making it a great place to stop by for a few drinks before or after a concert or a game. Come see for yourself why everyone from Philadelphia Magazine to Playboy has called it one of the best dive bars in the city. Visit them at 17th and Shunk Streets in Philadelphia or on Facebook. That's McCusker's Tavern. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. 
Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, Looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, thanks for sticking with us, man. We're, we got five more artists we're going to talk about who we think should be inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And the number six on our list was a band from the 90s, and that was Oasis. Yeah. I just think they're a great band. This was one of my picks. I think that they ruled the 90s, like the late 90s. They were a big deal. They're kind of still a big deal in my head anyway. Yeah, dude, I thought this was a little bit out of left field. Um, so I was curious to hear your your rationale behind picking them. Me personally, it's, it was majorly influenced in my life. Okay. I mean... Like, I already knew about the Beatles and all that, and they just were like a breath of fresh air of what was grunge was going on and this and that. They brought more of a melody back to music. Okay. And like the single, like not necessarily sing-alongs, but like a lot of people liked it. So I think it's very well represented to our generation. It's definitely like a, a genre of British pop rock alternative kind of stuff coming coming overseas. There's definitely a wave of it, I'm thinking like, Blur and I mean Blur got pretty techno, yeah. You know, like they were more like electronic sound, yeah. but there was a there was a wave of of other British bands that that came over. Like I don't know, I'm thinking like the 
things like the laws there was a hit there was a whole handful of those kind yeah. of bands that had that kind of similar sound but oasis was really like the the tip of the spear yeah, they play a song it's gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you by now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do i don't believe that anybody feels the way i do about you now Backbeat, the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out. I'm sure you've heard it all before, but you never really had a doubt. I think they had a great throwback sound at that time. Everything, like especially the drums sound. Were they also more popular because they were brothers and they, they had all that fighting going on? I know on? nothing about that. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. But I think their music does speak for themselves. Like A lot of people did identify with their music. I know there's going to be a lot of people out there like, oh, really? This band? But, dude, they sold a ton of albums. How many albums did they sell? According to the internet, by 2009, they sold 70 million albums, which and that was, you know, whatever. In 2009. 12 years ago. Um, they were the most successful act to come out of the united kingdom from 95 to 2005 and this says another thing says they've sold them 60 million albums in uh the united states so yeah they were i didn't realize that they sold that many yeah, that many they were albums. a big deal they were a very big deal do you think they're another band that burned bridges of course like they Absolutely. were drunken fights and yeah cone they every, said they were better than the, or bigger than the beatles yeah. or they were the yeah. biggest really since the beatles yeah, yeah. They i think they were just drunk all the time and just yeah. spitefully insane shit yeah. yeah we talked about their mtv unplugged performance on our that episode where he showed up all all shit-faced and the other one had to do the singing yeah they were the, they were all bombed yeah. he was all bombed and disappeared for a couple of days but um and, and wonderwall also gets shit on that right it's like the running joke like oh you're at a party somebody has acoustic guitar well here's wonderwall you know it's like a, yeah. it's like a meme now yeah. but it that is a really good song that is it's a really they good have pop a, song don't look back in anger that's a great song. yeah that was a good one morning glory doug you mentioned that too as another song we'll play a little bit of that Have you listened to any of their newer stuff? Because I'm like I'm reading as we're talking, and they said that they've we had... seen Liam Gall. Which Gallagher did we see a couple of years ago? We saw uh, Noel. Noel opened up for uh, the Smash Pumpkins, and he was kind of weirdo. Yeah, but Noel just came out with a new song. Came out a couple of weeks ago with uh, Dave Grohl on it. Also, hmm. they wrote a song together, so that's out on Spotify. If you want to get able to listen, yeah, it's, so, not, it's okay. It's so not between ninety five and no, from ninety four to two thousand eight, they had twenty two top ten hits in the UK. And I'm thinking, like, man, wow. I, I like that song we were just playing. I was like, dude, I haven't I haven't listened to that song in thirty yeah. years. And I was like, man, I I haven't listened to any of their music. I haven't kept up with what mm-hmm. they've been up to at all. They until, don't they don't really do much. Yeah, they solo each other. Yeah, I mean, but uh. I feel I do feel that like that train's coming that you're going to see like that reunion tour going to pop up again because they're kind of like yeah, hitting the, at it a little bit. Yeah, the Black Crows can get back together. Yeah, until yeah. like, we get but, back together. Yeah, but regards to the Black Crows, you have to have the other guys that were in Oasis in that band also. They have always replaced them. They always like rotate those dudes, didn't they? I don't I don't believe they did. It looks like they haven't had a studio album since 2008. Yeah, uh, interesting. And they haven't. Yeah, so they sold. Uh, 
the last couple of their albums, I'm just looking at the album sales in the United States. It was like uh, definitely maybe two and a half million, Morning Glory, four million, Be Here Now, a million, and then the other ones are 200,000, yeah. 150,000, 116,000. So they just never really hung around. Right. Um, but yeah, so they were. I watched something, man. We were doing the MTV Unplugged. I think it was Noel, like in concert by himself with a band like you know yeah, without his awesome. brother mm. and it was like it was pretty rocking and i was i was enjoying it because again i haven't listened to their music in in a long time they had they put some great albums standing on the shoulders of giants was a great album um be here now that mm-hmm. was a great album yeah I but think, like i said i just thought you know yeah everybody's never like oh who would you like to see in a rock and roll of fame and i thought these guys represented our our generation pretty well they i'm trying to think like they're not like other than nirvana like bands out of the '90s that made it. I mean, Beck is up this year, right? You had Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam, and I. That's kind of it, right? It's like you know, and that that genre is 30 years ago yeah. at this point. And you know, like Soundgarden was up last year, and I, I really think they're going to get in once all this shit with his estate yeah. settled. We talked about that before that yeah. we said like we didn't think he was they were going to get in because they didn't want to. Yeah, it's you not know, time yet. Yeah, his his widow was suing the band, and the shit was real messy. Um, the Smashing Pumpkins have never been been up either, which is kind of surprising yeah. to me because they've they've at least been. Relative, yeah. they've yeah. been around relevant. longer, yeah. right? And they're yeah. still kind they're of still, relevant. Yeah, they're That's around like, all the time. Yeah, there's two other bands from the late '80s, early '90s on our list. In addition to this, but the next one that we have on here, it, are we good on Oasis? I'm sorry. Yeah, like we go, okay. Um, the next one that we had on here was Thin Lizzy and Ryan. You brought them up. You were pretty adamant about them in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame episode we did last year. Dude, I just think they are such influential on what garage rock and roll is. You know, a, just a bass guitar, drums, and guitar, and voice. Garage rock. You know, they, they wrote some classic songs. They, you know, can we hear one of them? Yeah, sure. Uh, you want to hear The Boys Are Back in yeah, Town? You know, Thin Lizzy's not a band that, that sold millions of jillions of albums. But another band that influenced a whole bunch of them. Yeah. They were an Irish band. They sold about 50 million copies yeah. around the world. So I mean, that's pretty, yeah. you know, they, they never had a big hit. Jailbreak went gold. But yeah, they were never like enormous. You're right. They said they were Irish uh, and he was black, right? So he black was a red, red, black Irish dude. So, yeah. you know, really culturally different yeah. not a lot of not a lot of african-american dudes just in rock and roll at all and then a, a he, irish dude he was a great bass player but yeah. they're a great band like somebody will play like thin lizzie like some like you know cuts that orange jailbreak or boys are back in town and i'm like what is this yeah, it's like really dude, good. this is thin lizzie yeah. i'm like this is fantastic this is a band i always forget about I'm like i gotta listen to more of these guys like you know but they're what a great 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 band yeah they're awesome i uh, mean they they're totally I think I think they're pinky out rock and roll. Like you have to know your your shit to know about to know about them and be into mm-hmm. them. Yeah, you, you have to know about them. Other than like the two the two yeah. songs, like the one we just played in Jailbreak. Like you want to hear that, a good song? 
Yeah. Play Cowboy Song. Cowboy this Song. This is a really good song. Is it? All right, yeah. here we go. We're going to fire it up. It. I don't know that song, but I'll tell yeah. you. Know, Yo, I, I think they're up there with Springsteen. Like, what is his lyrics and, like, how he phrases things. He, it's, he was very underrated. Yeah. Very underrated band. Yeah, no one knows who they are. They should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, I if, definitely agree if, with that. You yeah. know, if, if you want to talk influential on rock bands, this band is influential. Yeah, Doug, I'm with you, man. They're another band that every time I hear them, I'm like, I should listen to more of their stuff because yeah. I like everything I hear yeah. and I just never I never get around to them. Maybe I'll try to make a point when I'm driving home tonight. I'll, I'll put some on and I'll check out some of their stuff. Yeah, so every time I hear them, I have such like uh, really strong memories of like, or it just, just sounds like I'm, I'm in a bar down the Jersey Shore. Yeah, yeah I'm just yeah. in one of those little na- neighborhoods, not one of the, like the, Fucking nightclubs or something. Yeah, you know, like yeah, I'm, yeah, in, yeah, I'm in the Shamrock. Bar. Yeah. yeah, I'm in the Shamrock. Or, or right, I'm down. I'm down the street at McCosker's. I just thought they, you know, he has a great fuzz sound. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, On the like, guitar, the guitar, the bass, the rhythm of everything. Like and and you know, his lyrics. He's wordy. Yeah. He's very wordy. They're a great bar, and again, they're a great bar band. Like you were just saying, like you know, you were talking about like you listen to some McCosker's or you listen to the Shamrock down the shore. What a great bar band. Yeah. You know? And in the beginning, that's all Springsteen was, was just a bar sure, band. Sure, sure. I think, uh, you know, Thin Lizzy broke up before, I don't even know the guy's name, Phil Linett. He, like, passed away young. Yeah, he was 30, 36. He died in the mid-80s, so. He had a very sad downfall after yeah. Thin Lizzy. A lot of, it's like a lot his, of drugs and. Heartbreak. And he, like, he lost his band. He lost his heart. Yeah, like his marriage had fallen apart, and just yeah, kind of one of the just sad, just rock and roll endings. Yeah, yeah, like real heavy drinker, doing heroin and uh, all kinds of other stuff, and he just died of an overdose. You know? I, bet he, I bet Lemmy hanged out with him too. I'm yeah, sure. Let, let me probably would have drank him under the table. <clears throat> yeah, but uh, snorted more <laughs> speed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm looking at they they did one other one-off performance in '86 with Bob Geldorf. Singing, really? singing lead vocals, which is like, okay. Uh, and then they actually are still around. They record under the name Black Star Riders because uh, Lionett's wife doesn't let them use the name. Yeah. Mm. Which they is have a, weird. I've seen, do you remember the metal show on VH1? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they were on that and they had their new singer with them. And uh, I actually caught them on a download fest a few years ago on TV and they were doing The Boys Are Back in Town. And the kid really. Did really? a great job, you know. You you know Phil Lyons dead, you know. You ain't gonna yeah. bring him back, but they brought this young white kid in, like this rocker. That's mm. like you know keeping the music alive. That's great. I don't know if I'm gonna listen to that on my way home, but yeah, maybe <laughs> I'll, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll try to find some YouTube videos or something. One more song tomorrow. Yeah, dude. What else do you want to hear? I want to hear that beginning of Jailbreak. Jailbreak. Oh yeah, dude. Tonight there's gonna 
in this town See me and the boys, we don't like it So we're getting up and going down Hiding low, looking right to left If you see us coming, I think it's yeah, man, I just yeah. Yeah, I, if you don't know anything about them, just greatest solid. Hits. Like I don't know, they're 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 never like a top. T- they're never considered like a top tier no. rock and roll band, but they're like the the second line, right? They're like yeah. the they're the center of the second line yeah, of but, rock and roll bands. But you never hear them nominate it. Yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't hear sh- their that, name that, anywhere. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, especially like uh, you know they've they've influenced a whole bunch. Of, uh, Metallica covered them, sure. right? On Garage Inc. and a couple other bands. Like, Anth- we're saying like Anthrax has covered them, well, a like, couple times. Like with Metallica going back, that Kirk Hammett said like that. You know, Thin Lizzy is a huge part of what Metallica's dual s- guitar sounds. So they're they're a huge dual yeah. guitar band. Yeah, you know, or that sound that it was only one guy because it's a three piece. But Metallica really took that under their big influence under their music yeah a lot of bands now don't have that that fuzzy guitar sound yeah. anymore either that, no, that I classic it. yeah I, I feel like i missed the whole train of the 70s man mm-hmm. i was only born in 76 yeah yeah this is like good rock and roll not prog rock and yeah. yes and it's and, real rock and roll yeah right yeah. right it's, it's, rock a, and it's rock a real and rock and roll yeah all right we got three artists left so the next one was the Pixies, and they were one of my picks. And that's um, amazing they're not in there. Yeah, another another yeah. band from the '90s. Just when I was looking through the list of snubs, trying to come up with who my three would be, and I was like, really? They're not they're not on the list. Did they just have that classic '90s sound? But here's a little bit of "Where's Your Mind." I'll pick it up like a minute in. It's a very intellectual pick, Bruce. Yeah. They're they're like the '90s version of the Velvet Underground. Yes, you know, like, kind that of like, kind of like a radio, like an Radioheadish thing. Yeah. going on. Like it amazed me. Like Radiohead was such a big band, and they still are such a big band. And Pixies are also a huge band. I know a lot of people who love them, but they don't get the recognition as Radiohead does get. Yeah, and I don't particularly. I don't like Radiohead very I'm much. I'm not a big fan either. But um. Yeah, like yeah. So like, I just made a couple notes. Like the bands that they influence, like Weezer. You can hear Weezer sound all mm-hmm. over. Sonic Youth, Radiohead, Smashing Pumpkins, Arcade Fire, who's a modern band. And then, of course, the big one was Nirvana. Sure. Like right. Yeah. So when yeah. when uh, Kurt wrote "Smells Like Teen Spirit," he said he was trying to sound like a pixie. He was trying yeah. to write a pixie song. Mm-hmm. I think that whole "Nevermind" sounds like a pixie's album. Yeah, um, you know, it's so fuzzy and so. You know, like children's songs, man. <laughs> yeah, they, they, and they never, like, I mean, if you think of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame of telling the story of music, there's nothing linking, like, uh, Radiohead and Nirvana to, like, the big picture, right? And, like, the Pixies came first. The Pixies were in, like, the 80s. And yeah. it's like, you know, they're just like, oh, well, Nirvana was just kind of this weird one-off that came out of, you know, out of nowhere and changed everything. It was, well, they still were influenced by something. Yeah. And there's nothing tying to it. The Pixies is just one of those bands who you, you hear in movies, and you're like, what's that song? Like, I just saw, I was watching 
uh, Fight Club for the millionth yeah. time. Mm. Yeah, that song we and just that, played. Yeah, yeah, and that song is at the end at of the it end when of it. the buildings are all crashing down. Yeah, and that's iconic by itself. Like everybody remembers that that movie, that that part of the movie. Of course, it's the end, but that's why that song's so iconic because so many. It was so I, visually, like you know, visually like took you back and it was just like wow yeah i, I agree man just like uh when see when people give you the the dog side the sideways head look like mm, i don't know yeah. who dick dale you say the picture he's like oh that song from the last scene of fight club yeah. Like, oh yeah. yeah i know that song it was funny <laughs> that you said that they sound like the velvet underground because there's the other song that's on there there goes my man yeah i always thought that was the velvet underground oh, really here's a little bit of it Yeah, like I always thought it was about yeah. on the ground. I yeah, dude, that the guitar work on that just sounds like so many bands out of the nineties. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah. Just that's a great they, song though. It's a great, pop, it's a great pop song. Yeah, I'll and give it that. They know? had like a sound. They called it. Uh, I wrote it down. It was it was in my notes. Uh, they called it the loud, quiet, loud. Like mm-hmm. so, that was like they have a big sound yeah. and it gets yeah, yeah. muffled and it gets bigger again. And uh, I don't know when when the hell were we talking about Sonic Youth? Oh, in the ninety two episode, mm-hmm. yeah. and I said the girl from Sonic Youth went on to that band, the Breeders, and I was wrong. It was actually Kim Deal from from. Uh, the Pixies. Okay, I'm surprised comic book guy didn't. He must. <laughs> he must have missed that episode yeah. and didn't blow me up over that. But um, yeah, dude, I just, I just thought that there, there's not a lot of that that '90s pop rock alternative stuff represented. And but I you just think they would be an, a band that they would represent? Like they would be perfect for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, because they're a little. You got to be a little artsy to get into yeah. it. Like yeah. I said like Velvet Underground. And yeah. It's not even when I said that. It's not even like the sound. It's like the just kind of. You got to be into music, right? You're not, mm, there's not right. a lot of like casual Maybe velvet like underground, yeah. right? Other, like you know the Andy Warhol shit, and you know Walk on the Wild Side, even though it's a Lou sure. Reed song. You just sure. think like, oh, it's velvet underground, yeah, you know, stuff like that. Mm. But um, but the, the Pixies have a huge fan base, man. Even till today, yeah. and um, yeah, they should be in Rock and Roll of Fame. Yeah, I don't I don't listen to them like casually a lot. I listened to them a couple uh, several times as we were preparing for this mm. episode, and uh, yeah, I just thought they they fit. They've got two albums in the Rock and uh, Rolling Stones like list of five hundred greatest albums of all time. They have two of them, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just thought they were just an important band. And uh, you but know. Th- that's it. They're an important band. They are a very important. Mm-hmm. Band. You know, like not a popular band, but they're an but, important band. Yeah, and that's why they should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I mean, I, I think every one of these bands we've been talking about are important. You know, in the big the big picture of music so i right, got two left and they're both completely different than anything else we've been talking about and the next one is the dave matthews band and they've been up a couple times oh, for, i think so this is they, like one of my picks so I, I didn't know if they were ever i thought maybe the maybe fan, they were the fan vote, maybe i think maybe 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 you're right maybe i do remember from a couple of years ago they won the fan they won the fan ballot i think last year and they didn't get in and it's, dude, they get and again. Here's another band with a humongous fan base. Even to today, they still tour. They still go on to, like they still sell. They just played in Mexico with Fish or Dave Matthews just did. Did you hear about that, right? I I knew Fish just played down there. I didn't know anything about yeah. Dave Matthews being down there. Yeah. So say Monday. So he played yesterday, Saturday or Sunday, and he got up there and he played pretty much a whole set with uh, with Fish. And they're a band that have been around for 30 years, right? They're still they're still playing. They still sell out probably everywhere they go. 
They put a lot of music out. They like, do. Every year they got a yeah. new album out. They're like, another one that I, really I have, have not... To, you have to invest time yeah. into be a Dave Matthews fan. Like it's like you have to invest time into be a Fish fan. Yeah, you know? I just don't have that in me to follow Dave like that. I've seen Dave a lot. I've probably seen Dave about like or Dave Matthews band probably five or six times in my life. And that I'm going. I haven't seen him probably in like 20 years. But I'm afraid to go to a show today because I'm afraid not to know that they want to play "Don't Drink the Water" or like you know "Tripping with Billy" or something like that. Would be like completely over my head. It's funny you should say that because I've had the exact same. I think I've seen him probably around the same amount of time. I used yeah. to go see him at like the Man Music Center sure. in Philadelphia every yeah. year when I was like yeah, high school or college. Mm. Dude, I saw and him on the Crash tour. Did you? I, I remember we were working in the music store yeah. when that album came out, man. And we used to play that religiously like every yeah. every day. Every song on that album is great. W- was great, and that's I think probably like two thousand one. It's probably when I stopped. Uh, I just kind of yeah, just stopped keeping up same, with them. I'm looking at same. how many. Uh, they one, two, three, four, five. They come out with five other albums since then. So it's like, yeah, once every couple albums every year. And then they've got a shit ton of live music. and Like their live album, that first live album they came with. Man, I, I must have like played that thing a thousand times. It's the Red Rocks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Live at the Red Rocks. Yeah. yeah. Let's um, play a song. What do you want to hear? Yeah, Doug? what do you want to hear? What do you have on there? Trippin' Billies. And yeah, it's good. The thing with like with Dave Matthews, his band is amazing. Like his drummer Carter Buford is absolutely blows me away every time I hear him play. Isn't there something with his kit? He's yeah, really he plays, weird. It's he like plays, backwards. It kind of is. Like he plays like his his hi hat is not on his left side; it's on his right side. So he plays it with his right hand, and he crosses over with his left hand. And I just do that technique is apps. I had a conversation uh, last week with the drummer about that, and he said it was like his favorite drummer. He's like it. It just blows me away. Like, it's so technically, in my opinion, it's technically, like, makes sense. You know? I don't know. What do you think, Ry? He has two different hi-hats. Does he? Does yeah. he? hmm He keeps one on the right and one on the left. Mm. And, and I think they've gotten, I mean, Ryan and I were talking about Doug before you got here. Like, we're setting up. Like, they're, oh, like, they're Rock and Roll Hall of Fame worthiness. I mean, they've been around for a long time. They, they tour re- relentlessly every year. They're kind of, like... The entry, if you want to get into like jam bands, sure. right? Like, yeah, yeah they're, they're like they're, the, they're accessible. Yeah, yeah, they're like the they're like the jam band that you go to college now, and their parents are giving the kid money to go see Dave Matthews for the summer, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah. like yeah, I totally stopped going to see Dave Matthews band concerts because of his fans. Like he's yeah, got said it he's got the worst fans yeah. in rock and roll. They're yeah. all like Pfizer wearing white kids with with attitudes. You know, I can't even say they're millennials, dude, because they're my they're from right, they're like my age. generation, right? But, but they now, have, but now they moved on to the next college generation, right? They're kids, they're they're kids, and yeah. they're like, oh, Dave Matthews, man, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hippie. But he's also they've got a couple couple African American guys in the band, right? So that's like oh, they have the, a signature sound. 
You're yeah. thinking that, of like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, though. If they're looking for that kind of diversity, yeah. they they've got to. You know, uh, what's his name? Boy Tinsley, the, the violin player. Like, yeah. He's just an amazing yeah. musician. Yeah, just really, really talented. That um, horn player, he passed away a few years ago. Yeah, but uh, he was like in an ATV accident. Leroy Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, and they're also they got a little bit of, like jazz stuff. I remember like when I was into them, I started getting into like Bella Fleck and sure. all kinds of other. Uh, well, Bella Fleck opened up for them a few times. Yeah, I think I think Ryan, I think you got me into Bella Fleck yeah, Bella when Fleck this album Fleck. came out. They have a great couple albums, Bella Fleck. They got a great live album yeah. out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's the one I got into. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is like the instrumental Dave Matthews band. Like, yeah, with, with a bluegrass, with yeah. a bluegrass kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to hear "Don't Drink the Water"? Yeah, I do. That's a great song. We ain't got time to play the whole song, yeah, but yeah. it gets funky, man. Yeah, yeah that's a great song. Yeah, man. yeah, and Lance more sets on that track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end. yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, man. Yeah, I was but, reading uh, some notes. Like Leroy Moore wrote most of the arrangements for their stuff, so mm-hmm. I don't know if they their popularity kind of waned out when he passed away. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, but like you know, he's Dave will always tour. Yeah, I think Dave is strictly an American band. Like he'll tour up and up and down America a billion times. Do I think he's going to Japan? No. Do I think he's going to Europe? No. Yeah. It's the same thing with like Fish or the Dead. They're not going to Europe. They're not going to uh, China. They're one of those staples. You know? Like, oh, it's summertime. I know Buffett's coming. It's summertime. Sure. I know Dave Matthews Band. And is I just saw they're, they're coming to Camden this summer. Are they? Yeah. 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 You can but, always count on them. To come. Yeah. Sure. But dude, like um, Dave Matthews Band played the Vet like three or four times and sold it out. Like you enormous 50,000, yeah, 60,000 like, seat stadiums. He played some big places. He played in front of a lot of people, sold a lot of albums. So I think he belongs in there. Or the band, yeah. I'm sorry, the band belongs in there. I, I mean, he's got longevity on his side and said he's still he's still touring and still selling selling tickets. So I think he, he's like adopted like the whole jam band world. Sure. Like people trade his, well, nobody trades anymore, but everybody tapes his live shows, every show is a different show. Mm. So there's like shows that are like famous. Yeah. Yeah. And I have the discography pulled in front of me and it had like a million different, it looks like he has one of those, uh, you know, where like he'll sell the tape, like, like Pearl Jam does, like they'll sell the copies, like yeah. soundboard copies of his shows and, and stuff like that too. Hmm. No, he's great to his fans. Yeah. I, I think he gets in eventually at some point. It might not be, you know, it's obviously not going to be this, this year, year right. but I, I could see, eventually him him getting in all right we got one left man this then the last band was the funk brothers the backing band from motown who we also did an entire episode on i think these guys get the snub of music anything nobody knows who they are but everybody has danced to them their whole lives you know yeah i I completely agree man there was there was like eight guys that were the original funk brothers there, there's a, there's like a billion of them playing, but eight of them changed yeah. the world. And they, I mean, everybody knows that Motown sound, right? Everybody knows those songs. Everybody loves those songs. There's not a lot of people that hate Motown music. Yeah. And and these guys wrote all of it. It's some of the most famous 
they're, they're their most famous unheralded backing band in rock and roll. Like, you know, at home, you ever think about the band that played in all the Motown songs? No, you probably didn't. Right. You know, this is the band. They were called the Funk Brothers. Right. And it, right, it was one band that right. played on every one of those songs. Let's like, play the, one of the them. Temp- all right. Uh, Nowhere to Run? Martha Just, Reeves and the Vandells? Yeah, man. What was the secret weapon of the Funk Brothers was their bass player. James Jamerson. And he was the secret weapon. Yeah, he's, what, it's like him and the one other dude are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We we talked about this extensively in the whole the whole episode. I forget the drummer's name. Yeah, but if you want to know more about the Funk Brothers, you can tune into our Motown, Standing in the Shadows of Motown. Yeah, the whole episode we did on them. Um, but, you know, nobody knows who the Funk Brother is. And I think they get snubbed by everybody. So this is my chance to put somebody in the Hall of Fame. I'm going to put these guys in the Hall of Fame. It's amazing they're not in there already. It really is, man, that they've been overlooked. Like they, you know, they put the E Street Band in. Yeah, I was going to say that. You know? Yeah, like the the crickets are in. Sure. You know, like there's there's a whole slew of other, um, like other people that are still, uh, I think like the Comets or you know Bill Haley's right. backing band. There was a one year where they put like a whole shit ton. Like the Miracles went in. Was and that all the these... first year where they just put okay we're putting, every, so. we're putting everybody in? I think there was just like a big the group. The Beatles yeah. went in the Stones and like yeah. the Comets. No, no, I think they made. There was a year that they made a whole bunch of like um like band like sidekick oh, like oh, Buddy okay. Holly was oh, in, right, right. but the Crickets, Crickets weren't. weren't Smokey gotcha. was in, and, the Mir- and gotcha. I think they just put all these bands in at once hmm. just to kind of like catch up. But um and they they skipped over That's these amazing. guys. That's amazing. It really is, man. Like, I, yeah. it's it's crazy that they're yeah. not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, like the the number was like we we did the math, man. On like how many like number one songs James Jamerson played on it was some like yeah, how many al- it, how it many records like, did he sell? Right, it was like over a hundred like uh, top forty hits or something. It was some yeah. like astronomical amount of you know the dude played on like I'm I'm pulling up our notes from. That episode, as we're talking, man, it was like you know, Smokey and Stevie Wonder, Jackson Five, Gladys Knight, the Isley Brothers, the Commodores, Mary Wells, the Temptations, the Four Tops. It was like, and just, this dude was on a Diana yeah. Ross Supreme, and these guys played on every, every single one, one of just those. Yeah. One band played on all those records. One band. Yeah, that's why they all sound the same. Motown has this the Motown sound. The Motown sound. Sure. Now I heard something about Motown this week that I never. The controversy about Motown. Do you ever hear that Motown was accused of making music for white people? Yes. Yeah. Benny Benjamin's the drummer is in. I'm sorry, but uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, dude. I just finished reading a book that I put on our social media page by a guy that writes for the New York Times, and he was saying that that Motown was that was the argument that Motown was was music for white people, mm. and that soul I music. About that. I, I don't, that I don't soul that, music was like the real was stuff, the real yeah, deal, like stacks and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. Like that was like that the was real like deal. rhythm, and like blues. Otis, like yeah, Otis Redding yeah. and shit like, like that. R and B was really where it's at, but Motown was just a product. When you yeah. think about all those acts, they were all 
were on Bandstand back in the day. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But, so who's who's watching Bandstand? Who was on Bandstand? Everybody. Right. right. We talked about it. Like, no, no, meaning like people were watching it. White people. White people right. were on Bandstand. And like, you know, so that's not yeah. so real hard to believe that somebody actually thinks that. And we were talking about the... Um, like they had like the finishing school where like the artists had to learn yeah. how to dress yeah. and everything, and it's yeah. probably like yeah, dude, probably trying to act white. But, I, they like, told, you know? but they told the musicians like keep it funky, right? Yeah. You know, like they made there was no finishing school for Jane Jamerson, right? Yeah, there was right. no finishing school for those dudes, right? That was Diana Ross, right? Yeah. We talked about those guys, yeah. like Drake. They, like, they were down in the Snake Pit, right? You know, they called the Snake Pit like where the recording studio was because there was all the microphone yeah. wires and. Ooh. All yeah, the, we, we talked about like uh, James Jamerson being so drunk that he was laying on, like, I think on uh, What's Going On, he, he was so drunk, down. he played it on his back. It's just like, which is one of the most famous bass lines ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple of those guys were like, you know, rolling in like they were, uh, like they climbed out of a dumpster. The guy was like going on benders and all kinds of other shit. But uh, yeah, dude, again, man, another <laughs> artist that I'm like, how, what, how are they getting that wrong? How are they not getting recognized? They even made that documentary about them. Right. Standing in the shadows of Motown. And that was a long time ago, wasn't it? That was like 20 years ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And most of them are, are dead now. Yeah. Do we have just, another song? Yeah, dude. Of course. Uh, you got Ain't Too Proud to Beg on here by The Temptations. Let's hear that. It's all just fantastic music, yeah, man. Yeah. And nobody, I, even if it's like music for white people, I don't give a shit, man. No, it's just soundtrack, soundtrack of people's lives. Sure, man. sure. Yeah. They were great musicians, and that music man. is never going to go away. No, no, no. That, that is like the the Dolly Parton of music because like everybody loves Motown, man. Sure, even yeah. if you're like, you can be a heavy metal dude, yeah, and you could still, That's you me. still, ju- right? You still dig, you still dig Motown. I love Iron Maiden, and I love Motown. Yeah, right. I'm right. that dude. Yeah, man. All right, so that that's it. Is that that's all ten? Right, yeah. So, that's our Hall of Fame. Oh man, that was we covered a lot of ground. Can we give Can we give one more time to our list? Oh yeah, yeah. Just you want me to just rattle them off? Yeah, please. Yeah, man. Sure. All right. So, so our ten artists were Motley Crue, Ozzy Osbourne, Motorhead, Iron Maiden, Dick Dale, Oasis, Thin Lizzy, The Pixies, The Dave Matthews Band, and The Funk Brothers. So we named 10 artists who should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we want you guys to tell us, out of all of them, which are the three that could get in. So we created a poll that will have all 10 of them, and it's really simple. You can go in. You can just click three that you that you vote for, and we'll have a link on our show notes. We'll put it on our social media, and uh, I think I can I can get it up on our website, man, and uh, awesome. we'll, we'll see where that goes. I think that would be really be interesting fun. to hear yeah. Yeah, where people where people go, and I'll That'd just start, awesome. start spamming the hell out of it to yeah, everybody yeah. we know. So <laughs> we'll, we'll take that. All right, man, so we're going to move on to Visiting Hours. So Visiting Hours is a new and somewhat occasional segment on the show that we're testing out on Prisoners of Rock and Roll, where we chat with a guest for a few minutes about the almighty power of music. This week's episode is our friend Jesse Jackson. No, not the Reverend Jesse Jackson. I know I'm Jesse. I'm sure you hear that all the time. 
uh, from the Set Lusting Bruce podcast, and he's been talking to Springsteen fans for over six years. Jesse, man, thanks for hopping on, spending some time with us tonight. Well, I had to return the favor because you were on my podcast, and we had such a good time talking, and so um, I... I shamelessly said, well, you know, Bruce, if you ever need, like, a short, fat guy from Texas to music, I'm here. Uh, um, we're like, but I'm a fat guy from Philadelphia, so, yeah, yeah well, we're good. I actually had to change my Twitter to, it is Jesse Jackson DFW, because I was getting so many angry tweets, uh, especially during the Black Lives Matter <laughs> Like, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. I hate you. And I'm like, uh, I'm just this white guy from Dallas that's obsessed with Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> oh, my God. I got the wrong person. Oh, that's my crazy. God. That's so it, – it's funny because it's not me. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of took it – I mean, it didn't bother me. I just, you know, I just made a point every time. Like, no, 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 wrong Jesse Wrong Jackson. dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, wrong guy. So, uh, yeah, man, tell, tell us a little bit about the set listing Bruce and tell our listeners. Yeah, so uh, what it is is basically um, way back over six years ago, I, I – I, I, Bruce Springsteen and I, the movie came out with it was all fan generated, you know, stories about Bruce Springsteen. And I really liked that movie. And Lynette Carolla was uh, Adam Carolla's wife. I think they're in the middle of a divorce, but she did a podcast for like five or six episodes where she talked to her friends and they talked and they didn't talk about their celebrity. They just talked about their Bruce fandom. And so I decided that would be a fun thing to do. And 800 episodes later, um, I have talked to Springsteen fans from around the world. I have talked to someone from Russia. I've had South America. I've had Australia. I've had Canada. I've had UK. Um, and so um, – and basically we just have them on and we just talk about music. And um, I just had a guy who is a huge Who fan – uh, that uh, we ended up spending an hour talking about Who and Bruce, and he just sent me 10 obscure Who songs. He says, hey, listen to these, and then I'll have you back on my podcast to talk about it. So I don't just talk Bruce. I talk any kind of music. Awesome. Uh, anyone who's passionate about the music, if you have a favorite band, reach out to me, and we'll talk about them on my podcast. Oh, right on, man. That's really cool. Um, yeah. Man, eight hundred episodes, right? We, we just yeah. did our thirty-six. Yeah, and we're all proud of ourselves. Like eight hundred. Now, Bruce, Bruce and gang, I do have to share. Some of those are little ten or fifteen-minute episodes. Like there was a, I decided a couple of years ago. You know how I don't, I don't know if any of you are Catholic, but there's the forty days of Lent. Right? Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. I decided so let's smart. do forty. Let's do forty days of Springsteen. <laughs> yeah. So I did nice. ten or little ten or fifteen-minute snippets, and I. I'd pick a Springsteen lyric and I'd talk about it. And I asked my listeners and, and four or five of them did a little segment on there. And, um, and I realized that 40 days of Lent does not include Sundays. So I got to number 40 and I was still like eight days away from Easter. And I said, holy shit. What? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. Find some other episodes. Uh, <laughs> got to make up the time somewhere. Yeah. It's funny. You and I talked for well over an hour yes, about music. And, um, yeah, we talked a lot about like going to concerts and everything. Is there yeah. – what was the first concert you ever went to? So I believe – and I, I'm pretty sure it was Foghat. Nice. Um, and ZZ Top. I remember it was in the 70s at the Lake Charles Civic Center. Um, and uh, back then, you could smoke inside the building, and as you can imagine, 
there was a lot of different kind of cigarettes being smoked in 1975 and 76 uh, doing that. I, that is the first one I can remember. Um, growing up in Lake Charles, we got a lot of country artists. And so I saw Willie Nelson and Chris Christopherson. Speaking of, we saw my wife, my wife and I at the time were dating. We saw John Denver twice. Uh, and he was the first person that ever was in the round. The stage was, uh, the band was all around and he was on this little thing that slowly turned. Rotated. Yeah, rotated. Yeah. But if I had to pick my top memory from Lake Charles is in the late 70s, Harry Chapin came to, and it was in the theater and there was a storm. The weather was horrible. And so his band didn't make it. So when we got in the auditorium, there was a chair, a table with a glass of water. Because back then, you know, you didn't have bottles of water. And Harry Chapin came out with the guitar, and I swear he played three hours. It probably wasn't, but it felt like, and it was just him and telling stories. And it truly did feel like Harry Chapin had come over to your house and just was hanging out and talking. So uh, that's That's my earliest strong strong uh concert memory very cool i know you you mentioned on our show going you go into a couple shows with your kids do you have like a really cool like concert moment like you and your son went to a show and you're like oh man this was just like cool bonding over yeah so a a couple um one i'll talk one with my wife we were dating at the time and uh we lived in lake charles louisiana and her brother lived in dallas texas and so we came up to Dallas for like Easter weekend and um, Carl Wilson at the time had left the Beach Boys and he had had a solo album called Carl Wilson and he was touring by himself and he was at the Agora Ballroom. Um, I did some looking. This was in April of 1981 and uh, I was a huge Beach Boys fan. I still am. So my wife and I left the family you know like on saturday night and went to the show and got to see that and that was that's a highlight hmm, that's the biggest cool. concert yeah the biggest concert it my son and i went to a wrestlemania like when in houston like when stone cold and rock sure and a lot of people say that's one of the best wrestlemania ever mm. and so we went to that together and so WrestleMania was coming to Dallas a few years ago and instead Chris went with me to go see Bruce Springsteen for the first time in Oklahoma City. And uh you know so Chris is like maybe 27 28 and so after the show I was thinking we'd go get some beers, who knows, maybe go to an adult establishment it's just him and me. And <laughs> right on. Went, I just want to go to the hotel. I'm exhausted. Springsteen like, kicked his know, ass. Like the, the next day, he was just talking about, I, I've never been to a show like that. Yeah. And then uh, later that year, we flew to New York City, and he and I got to go see him at the uh, MetLife uh, Stadium. Nice. And at the time, it was one of his longest U.S. shows. He mm. did almost four hours. And if you Google it, it ended with uh, Bruce was playing Jersey Girl. A couple got engaged, so he had them come on stage. Mm-hmm. And you know he uh, and he he played Jersey Girl. The couple were dancing on stage. There was fireworks, and it was just perfect. Awesome! Uh, it was just 
it was just one of those moments. That's, that's a good. Uh, that's a good fitting end to see in Springsteen in Jersey, ending yes. covering the Tom Waits song. So exactly, yes. Uh, really, really cool. You ever gone to a show that was just like god awful? You know, a couple times it's usually sound, right? Hmm. Like you know, like you go and it's a bad mix. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, and I can't think specifically who it was, but I know there have been times when we went and you're just like I, I can't understand anything this band is saying hmm. um, so not too many disappointment I know the closest it came was um, we were going to see Elton John and Billy Joel they were supposed to perform together and it, it was raining we got stuck in traffic and uh, when we finally got to the venue it was one of those outdoor venues or, you know, there's underneath and there's the lawn. Yeah. And we were so late that we were like at the very back of the field where even the big screen looked like a postage stamp. <laughs> and I, I, I was in such a bad mood that, you know, our friends didn't want to leave earlier and all this stuff that I cannot remember anything about the show. And, and I now think about, holy crap. I mean, Billy Joel, Elton John together, that should have been awesome. Yeah. And yeah. instead, I don't remember anything about it. Yeah. Did you guys ever see that show? Yeah. Did you? I went to the original show at Veterans Stadium. Like the first, the first time they did it. 1994, yeah. I believe it was, 95. That was awesome. Yeah. That I never, was the first I never time saw, they did I, that. I never saw it. I know they came around a couple times that I never went. The second time it came around, me and Ryan just got a 30-pack and a pizza and sat in the Eagles <laughs> parking lot, and we had a blast. They just listened to it, it, yeah, it through the great. outside. Yeah, it was great. That's rock and roll, it man. It was, man. I've seen Billy Joel a couple of times. I've never seen Elton, and I would like to. Elton's um, great. But it's just, it's expensive. Yeah, yeah. Elton, it's but worth it's, the money. Yeah, yeah so, I, I bet it is. You could so just say, I saw Elton. Yeah. You could exactly. just spend the money yes. and see him. Elton played the, yeah. uh, the Parkway for our 4th of July one year, and that's usually a free show. That was something really to see. Mm. Like, see him in the Parkway, right on the Art Museum steps. That was a good time. It was yeah. a good 45-minute show. Yeah. It was free. A couple other thoughts you, you had kind of told me. Um, I... Linda Ronstadt and the Neville Brothers came to Dallas right after she had done her album with Aaron Neville's yeah. background. That was an amazing show. The Neville Brothers by themselves were really good. Then Linda Ronstadt uh, is just, I mean, this was kind of in the middle 80s, I guess late 80s, early 90s. And it just her power, her voice, seeing that and the amount of damn hits she had. It was just yeah. amazing. That was a really great show. Um, the other one that was really emotional, um, Brian Wilson is, uh, if Bruce Springsteen and Brian Wilson are my two biggest, um, I guess, musical obsessions, the people that I, I admire the most. And, um, Brian Wilson is, is very, it's widely known, a lot of mental issues, a sure. lot of health issues. And so it was, he had, he had gotten his shit together and they were touring Pet Sounds Alive this first time. And now then Bruce, uh, Brian tours a lot, but at the time it was a big deal. And uh, we ended up, a friend of mine had a connection and um, Linda and I got like first row tickets to watch Brian Wilson live and to see him so happy and to see him performing and seeming like he enjoyed when I've seen other times with him without the Beach Boys, Beach Boys without him, or him looking like he could be, wanted to be anywhere else, made me cry. Yeah, wow. And, wow. Uh, First row, yeah. too, man. It's really cool. Yeah, it was very cool. 
And then um, I had a work trip where uh, I we had an office in Winnipeg, Canada, and Brian Wilson was playing um, in Winnipeg, and I arranged my trip just so I could go. I mean, I had no. I mean, I I, I usually went to the Winnipeg office at least once a year, but I timed it so that I got to go here, uh, Brian, in Winnipeg, Canada, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, hey, if you got to go there, might as well work some rock exactly, and roll into exactly, it, right? Exactly. The thriving metropolis of Winnipeg, Canada. So exactly. Awesome. So if people want to check out Set Listing Bruce, man, how can they find you? So um, I am on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. You can find Set Listing Bruce um, anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, if you, even if you don't like uh, Bruce Springsteen. Um, sample a few episodes go through some such I, i'm really proud i just had brian koppelman on the co-creator of billions uh he is a huge springsteen fan he tells some great stories um i have um jude gold was just on there he is the guitarist for jefferson uh starship, starship. of course none of the original band members are right there yeah yeah they're touring and uh, he had some fun stories so um and coming up this week, I have a member of parliament. Nice. Oh, no, awesome. Which I was like, how cool is this? That's this really and, cool, dude. And, 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 and I actually Googled, and when he accepted, when he won election in um, there, he's like Manchester is his district. The paper, in his acceptance speech, he, he quoted Bruce. He said, nobody wins if, unless everybody wins. And That's I'm like, awesome. Okay. How cool is it? We need more politicians that quote Bruce. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So really I, cool. I, not only do I want you to come listen to the podcast, but I want anyone listening to this, if you have, if you are passionate about any band, um, I've had people that love Leonard Cohen. I've had people that love the Bee Gees. Um, just let me know. Reach out to me. SetLustingBruce at gmail.com. And let's get you on the show. Awesome, man. Well, thanks again for jumping on with for a couple of minutes. It was it's always good to talk to you about rock and roll, and I hope we can do it again sometime. I, I hope so. And hey, your your brothers, they need to be on the show, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. All right, guys. I want to set I want to do the trio, right? I gotta make okay. that trick. No awesome. worries. We'll do it up. All right, Jesse, thanks, we'll talk guys. to you soon. Jesse, thanks, thank guys. you so right, much. Bye-bye. Keep Take on care. rocking, brother. See ya. All right, second thoughts. So we got some feedback from a new listener on our Guitar Picks episode, which was episode 24. Sean from Atlanta said, I listened to your Guitar Picks show. Very informative. I really enjoyed it. I can't believe there wasn't any, at least an honorable mention for Zach Wilde or Mark Tremonti. Hmm. That guy is unbelievably gifted and mechanically sound. He's not some big over-the-top guitar player. He's really low-key and lets his music do the talking. You also barely said a word about Clapton. Uh, Mark Tremonti's in uh, Alter Bridge. Okay, and uh, I'm not too familiar with their music. I, was, I wasn't. I had, to, I had to text him back and be yeah. like, "That's that's dude from Creed. He's in Creed. Or Creed, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really." And Zach Wilde was like, "Yeah, of course." Yeah. No, dude, Zach Wilde's an amazing guitar player. Yeah, you know, I I enjoy seeing him play every time I see him. Yeah, like, he was, he's he's amazing. Yeah, we can only get so far. So. We also got a tweet. So a guy, Adam from Twitter. I just finished your episode on Bowie. He did play the sax on Changes, but that's actually David Sanborn playing okay. tax on, sax on Young Americans. Ziggy played guitar, but Bowie played the sax. Nice. So, all right, man, appreciate that. And you didn't blow us up like comic book guy for getting that wrong. That was it for feedback. Music news. All right, I got a couple. The first one, man, this really bummed me out, man. That was Mark Lanigan yeah, passing yeah. away. So yeah, Mark Lanigan, the singer for The Screaming Trees, Queens of the Stone Age, uh, the Gutter Twins. He put out a million solo albums. He died at 57. And The Screaming Trees are one of those bands. They they never 
got as big as some of those yeah, other bands yeah. in the Seattle, but they were like one of the first ones. Yeah. I really, really liked his voice. I thought it was like I said something on our on our Twitter page. It was like he like he chain smoked, but he didn't get that like raspy kind of like ah, I like the, mm. like our old boss at Sam Goody. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like a smooth kind of sound. I never so got like, I never got into the, the Scream Trees. I knew they were a great band. They got street rep. Yeah, you know, it's a shame that he died. Yeah, I really uh, I really like them. Hang on, there's a song I want to play. Yeah, let's play a song in his honor. So you can play some Screaming Tree stuff, but here's a really interesting song. Uh, he actually covered. Where did you sleep last night with Kurt Cobain before the MTV Unplugged? Oh wow! And they said actually, Nirvana actually asked him to come and sit in on the MTV Unplugged, and he, he didn't do it. But so this is um, this is from a couple years before the MTV Unplugged. This is him and Kurt Cobain singing together. Interesting. Yeah, I, I like the Screaming Tree stuff a little bit more than some of his solo mm-hmm. stuff. But um, yeah, dude, they were they were a cool band, and he was I don't know, he's like one of the last men standing, one of like the last that, Mohicans from yeah, the, right from that grunge era, from that grunge era. That's a really really bummer, man, that he passed away. And then the next uh, the next episode, the next story we've got. So Green Day canceled a show in Moscow. So Green Day canceled an upcoming show in Moscow amid Russia's invasion of the Ukraine saying that, quote, this moment is not about stadium rock shows. The band was supposed to play an estimated 45,000-seat stadium in May. Meanwhile, Twisted Sisters frontman D. Snyder took to Twitter and said he fully supports Ukrainians using we're not going to take it as a battle cry. And I copied one of his tweets. I absolutely approve of Ukrainians using we're not going to take it as their battle cry. My Ukraine, my grandfather was Ukrainian before it was swallowed up by the USSR after World War II. This can't happen to these people ever again. Hashtag fuck Russia. Yeah. So, <laughs> I love D. Um, and it, you said like Madonna made some shitty Did video. She really? like, so like If we could make a list of people we would we would send over there she's like in the video she's like wearing a smock and she's like saying she's sorry did did they make a video it was like just like her like with a smock uh, on and then like saying she was sorry because the ukraine people are which i feel for you know don't get me wrong you know, but she's just making it about herself. Yeah. Like, who gives a That's fuck what, what Madonna thinks? Go out there and start handing out, like, meals to these poor people. Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're she's gonna have a all these, Yeah. You're going to have all these celebrities coming out yeah. and posturing and all this other garbage. And it's only, like, six stuff. days in as we speak, so I can't yeah. wait to see what happens next. Yeah. All right. So it's time for the electric chair. And the electric chair is a segment we do every week where we take a song that's absolutely terrible and we sentence it to death. And in honor of this being our Rock and Roll Hall of Fame episode, man, we've decided we're going to kill Wuthering Heights by Kate Bush. I'm so sorry, guys. When we started, as oh. I said, we weren't going to play anymore. <laughs> Kate Bush. Kate Bush, but we I have never to. get tired of killing her. Uh. You guys were like, oh, we never kill the Kate Bush song. I'm like, well, we just talk enough shit on it. Uh, yeah. Dude, we have, like, this whole campaign against. Like, listen to Kate Bush. We're, we're like the rebels of the, uh, like, because there's a couple shows on Pantheon that are like, that's all they, they, they do. They, 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 they talk about, about Kate, Kate Bush. Bush. Yeah. Wow. Like, you know, Rich at the bar, Little Rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said Rich to Sinner. me at the bar, yeah. he was like, I don't even know who Kate Bush is, but I hate her. <laughs> that's awesome. Dude, I love that. We have influence <laughs> on Rich. I don't know who he is, but I fucking hate her. I, again, it's, 
the, the power of radio. Yeah. Oh. Oh. So here, let's play it. Listen to it for a couple seconds. Here you go, Rich. It sounds so fake. God, like fairy tale land. Dude, and there's like, and I guess from like, you tagged me in all these fucking pictures I do, of her. because it's funny. And now so many of them show up on my, like, ads on my Facebook page. <laughs> like, on, like, it's just like my, my feed is just a stream of Kate Bush pictures. That's because that's what I have time and to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It, Can we start a campaign like, fuck Kate Bush? Like, yeah. Fuck, yeah. yeah. Rock thought, and roll. I thought we were already doing that. We come out with stickers that's and like our whole t shirts. Uh, she probably loves our show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I dude, I don't, I don't. Okay, let's just All give right. her. Yeah, let's give it to her. All right, we sentence you to death. For some you know reason, what it is. you know that bitch got nine lives. She's gonna pop up again. <laughs> I know. She's, I, for some reason, I feel like we're gonna talk about her again. We eventually. have a whole discography of people we can get rid of. I mean, hey, we did Rush Suck. We'll have to do one on her. I just no, I, I don't. I, I don't think I can. I can't. I can't even. I don't understand. Nope. I just don't, I don't understand, understand the popularity of nope. it. Nope. And nope. every time somebody there's a picture of her online, all these people are like, "She's beautiful and so much creative music." And I was like, "Dude, her voice is just. I want to fucking smash my face into <laughs> the desk." She looks like she smells <laughs> like cat piss. Yeah. All right, everybody, that's it for the rock and roll picks. Thanks so much, man, for spending the last two hours with us. We hope you uh, you had fun and you learned something. And definitely go on our social media or prisonersofrockandroll.com and vote for these picks. We'd love to hear what you have to say. We'll we'll bring up the results in a couple episodes. Yeah, so you can check us out. I already gave our website address. You can check us out on Twitter or on Facebook. Uh, you know, if you've got something to say, you got some feedback, man, send it in to us. We love hearing from everybody. We try to talk. Uh, we try to read as many of the comments as we can online as you hear we have the second thought segment and uh that's it man thanks for listening we'll be back in two weeks thanks for listening everybody keep on rocking peace out achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would I shop? Would I shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. 
Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.